0: Seven twenty WGN live in the Skyline Studio, eighteen stories above beautiful downtown Chicago. We're here till four a.m. It's a late Thursday night going into Friday, and uh, that means all the regular Friday features, straight out of context, Nicky Show Spies, You Big Dummy, Fly Jams Friday, will happen after three o'clock. Uh, Edward McClendon, uh, Ted, as we call him, is going to join us um, to talk about a bunch of stuff. He is a uh, he's a, a terrific writer. And he, uh, he writes uh, a bunch of stuff, mostly about the Midwest. So we're going to talk with uh, with Ted a little bit later on. Uh, our great friend Esmeralda Leon is going to join us uh, at 1 o'clock. And she'll stay with us through the entire show during the Friday features and all that stuff. So she'll be our third vote for the big dummy. Um, we always play some classic Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show uh, every night on Antenna TV. And we always play back clips, you know, uh, interviews or stand-up or sketches. Uh, we're going to play back. Do we know what year this is from, Tom? 1975. 19. Wow, really? 1975, the Muppets visit the Tonight Show. Now, you know that's going to rule. I mean, that's just right there. Just saying the Muppets visit the Tonight Show is joy. <laughs> so that's coming up. We are going to talk about a very creepy clown motel. That is available, and I was wondering if anybody would actually actually stay there. Um, and men are starting to fall in love with their smart speakers. People, You know, they're all stuck inside, so people are falling in love with Alexa. It's a weird time, man. It's just weird. 312-981-7200 is the phone number on the Team Hochberg phone line. Uh, that's how you can get a hold of us if you want to jump in. My first guest is, is is our good friend Jeff Tuckman, who joins us once a month. Um, he talks about everything that's uh, coming out on the Blu-ray and the DVD and all that stuff. And uh, we always give away some really cool stuff when Jeff uh, is is here. we got some trivia questions for you, and we're going to give away some really cool things uh, this morning. And if you um, are wondering when something is going to be released or if it's available on DVD or Blu-ray, call us right now. The phone lines are open at 312-981-7200. Uh, If you can't think of the title of a movie, this is always something we try to do when Jeff is here. Can't think of the title of the movie, but you can describe it to us uh, or uh, say who's in it. Uh, Call us up at uh, 312-981-7200. Let's say hello to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Nick. How are you doing? All right. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Yeah, good, 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 good. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it.
1: My
2: pleasure buddy
0: yeah it's always fun to have you on uh how long you been in the uh in the in the you know the the video slash business a long time yeah
2: <laughs> it started uh in the uh eighties yeah you know it helped uh, open up the very first video store in chicago and uh stayed with it and uh you know so videos continues it's just we don't have we don't have stores anymore. Right. But we, we do have, you know, thank God for Redbox. It's a, I mean, at least titles are available, and the people are buying so much online. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. There's so much. And the business continues to be strong. Um, and and 4K is starting to have a little bit of action as, as more and more titles come out, classics. You know, like last month we gave away Top Gun which uh, has been revitalized again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and people are people are very, you know, because of the 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 pandemic obviously the sequel wasn't released when it was supposed to be. They 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 keep pushing it back. But people were so excited uh for Maverick Top Gun 2. Uh and now obviously we have to wait. But uh that that also generated much more interest in the original Top Gun.
2: Oh yeah, and then coming out in in 4K. It looks so great and It sounds great, and all these extras and absolutely great.
0: That, is is four K. Are the four K players coming down a little bit in price? Yes, they are.
2: You know, it's like anything else. Like you remember uh, when even the Betamax came out? I mean, they started at uh, I think a thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I, I remember my parents. Probably, we had a you know one. We had a the, the, a VHS player. Like we we were pretty early into the game, eighty eighty one. I think is when we had a we we had a VHS player and it weighed about five hundred pounds Jeff oh yeah and, and it was as big as a car yeah it was huge it was huge and it had wood paneling on it and uh, it was a top loader so you'd press the button and the thing would bump it would pop up and uh i I'm guessing my parents pay, paid a grand for it uh, that that would that would be my guess
2: oh, I'm sure of it because think if you remember. Uh, this goes back a long way, The blank tapes were like $25.
0: Yeah, they were. It was ridiculous. And the same thing with DVDs. When DVD players came out, I paid $250 for my first DVD player. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, you look back at that, and you're like, uh, $250 for a DVD player?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean even when I think about the, uh, you know, I was in the record business for a lot of years. Yeah. And if you think about turntables, um, you can get a bang all a sudden worth... Was twenty five hundred dollars for a turntable? Oh my god! For, I mean, well, those are really audio files, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And, and so, yeah, but any any new technology when you start, you know, it, it's just it's you know, no no different than I, I, I look back at them. One of the businesses I was in also was a satellite business. When when I was in, I used to install ten foot dishes. Yeah, in yards. Look at today, how small they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely. Well, by the way, uh, Jeff, uh, tell 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 us what we're giving away uh, uh, this morning.
2: We have a great, great gift we're giving away. We have uh, the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future trilogy. Um, that's in a beautiful, beautiful case. That not only do we get um, all three movies. There's a great bonus disc with just hours and hours and hours of bonus features, stuff that you've never seen before. Wow! Even if you know these movies backwards and forwards, you're going to see stuff you've never seen before.
0: That's great. That's great. So we got the Back to the Future trilogy with, that we're giving away with all kinds of extras and all kinds of cool stuff. Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies of all time, Jeff. Truly, oh, absolutely truly. great. And,
2: and Nick, you know what's amazing about it is doing my research to realize Back to the Future stayed number one. Box office, get this now for three months.
0: Wow, it,
2: it, it's unheard of.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. Okay, Jeff, hang on. All right, you got it. All right, Jeff Tuckman is with us. We've got the Back to the Future uh, package to give away. It's all three movies and a bunch of extras on a, on another disc. Uh, great, great, great trilogy, and uh, and the the original Back to the Future, one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Hello. That's Solo okay right? No? Oh, wait a minute. Who is that, then? You're close. Is it the Cars? It, no, it's not the Cars. What is it? Benjamin Orr. Oh, it's Ben Orr. Yeah. Oh. I'm getting sad now. I know. I love Benjamin Orr. Yeah, that's right. Stay the night. That's Ben, that's ben Orr. Yeah, ben Orr. Oh, man. Died way too young. Way to bring down the show, man. What? <laughs> 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 Nick DiGiolio here on 720 WGN. Uh, we'll hit a Friday at midnight, and that means all the Friday features straight out of context. Nick, D show spies, you big dummy, and fly jams. Friday, will hit you. Uh, Ted McClelland is going to join us. Uh, terrific writer. We're going to talk with him. And uh, and much more. We're also going to talk with Esmeralda Leon, yay, Esmeralda, love her. Uh, Jeff Tuckman, another great guest that we always have on, is here with us. And uh, Jeff always uh, brings uh, gifts with him. Jeff, yes, sir. All right, buddy. Hey, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, about Back to the Future. Now, Back to the Future is, uh, as you said, it spent three months. uh, That's amazing. In the number one box office position. That's right. Wow. I mean, I knew the movie was a hit, but wow. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, everybody knows it was a top-grossing film of 1985. Yeah. Um, But it just, other studios were kind of holding off other releases, and people were rediscovering this movie, believe it or not, Word of mouth. Um, when I was in the obviously uh, the video business for so many years, one of my treasures is that I actually was on the set.
0: Oh, you were Back to the Future. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really oh, yeah. cool. I got to meet Robert Zemeckis a couple of years ago uh, when he was doing uh, a, a press press for uh, Welcome to Marwin. And uh, and he's I, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. I mean, I kind I kind of idolize the guy. And and uh, I mean, I'm I'm only not fond of one of his movies, and that's the the Christmas Carol thing he did with Jim Car uh, Jim Jim Carrey. Every other movie of his, I either like or absolutely love. And um and I just think he's so great. He's made so so many amazing movies, and and some truly American classics and Back to the Future is one of them and Back to the Future is one of those movies that you know it was made in. in it was made in, how, how long ago that? 35 years yeah it was top gross film of 85 but Nick
2: what's so amazing is that you and I both you know love this movie but you know what they couldn't get this movie sold to anybody oh every yeah studio, every yeah. studio turned this movie down
0: well I mean yeah if you think about it the plot's kind of crazy like you know, his, he goes back in time, and his mom tries to make out with him. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a, <laughs> if you think about it, there's a lot of subversive stuff in it, and that's one of the things I love about Zemeckis and Gale, Robert Zemeckis and and, and Bob Gale as screenwriters. There's a lot of sub- subversive stuff that are that are that are buried within these movies, it's, and Back to the Future is no exception.
2: Well, that that's true, and not only uh, couldn't they get this sold to anybody. They were hoping Disney, but Disney turned it down even more than once. Yeah, but but actually the the script actually was rejected get this next forty four times. Is that nuts? It, it, unbelievable, it, I, and the it, amount of actors <laughs> that either they wanted, they, they they couldn't even decide on people. Yeah, uh, I mean Michael J. Fox at the time was you know was starring on TV. Right, and but they really wanted him, but you know I mean it's one of our questions tonight.
0: Right, 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 right. It, Who-
2: yeah. But not just that. Other roles, it just it just ooh, everything they had to go through. It's crazy today. It's,
0: it's crazy when you look back. I mean, like like they had a hard time getting it sold. They had a hard time getting it made, and it's now an American classic. It I mean it, it really is. It's I mean Back to the Future is a timeless movie. No pun intended. It's gonna it's gonna continue to like, thirty five years from now. People are still going to be watching Back to the Future and loving it. You know what I mean. Yeah.
2: No question about it. Yeah. I will guarantee you, Nick. There'll be a fiftieth edition. Yeah,
0: I know there, there will, I, will be. And the thing is, I've got, I've already got three editions at home of of, of this movie, and I'm going to have to get another one. So, I, <laughs> so,
2: they're always coming out with with stuff that that has been sitting in their vaults that they kind of waited for the right time.
0: Yeah. It's true. To
2: release it, and I've and noticed, this, I've noticed, Jeff. a great set,
0: Jeff. I've noticed that Universal does this a lot, uh, where they they release a bunch of different versions of movies. I, I mean, I think Universal is the is the studio that does it the most. Yes, they are. Yeah, there's no <laughs> question about it. Okay, Jeff, let's throw out our first trivia question, and I'll, and I'll read it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we have a, a trivia question here, and the first person with the right answer will get a copy of the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, with all kinds of extras. So, uh, okay, here's the the question. Back to the Future, which was one of the top-grossing films of 1985, was nominated for four Academy Awards, and it won one. Give us the categories it was nominated for, along with the one that it won the Oscar for. Once again, Back to the Future was nominated for four Academy Awards, and it won one. What are the categories it was nominated for, and what's the category that it won the Oscar for? 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. First person through with the correct answer uh, will win. And uh, and also, if you have a question for Jeff, something uh, the, you can't think of the name of a movie if you're wondering if it's available, 312 uh, 981 But first person through with the correct answer, uh, Back to the Future was nominated for four Academy Awards, and it won one. What were the f- categories it was nominated for, and which one did it win? 312-981-7200. First person through will win. Uh, Will win. Uh, So uh, this is the whole uh, Jeff. This is the whole trilogy, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, I I remember um, being so excited about it because they shot the the second one and the third one at the same time. If I remember correctly, that was like kind of unprecedented, where they just shot them back to back.
2: Well, well, they they, 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 not, not only did they know they had such a hit on their hands, there was so much material. Um, and it, it, there's so many stories, um, about uh, even uh, Reagan, they made sure that he got to screen this movie because when they go back in time and everything, it's just, you know, time travel has always fascinated people anyway. Yeah. But to do it in this way, which is so much fun, and, uh, and we want to see what's coming next.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also, I mean, I mean they screened it for Ronald Reagan and he, there's a fantastic mention of Ronald Reagan um uh in the in the movie because when yes. when he goes back in time and he finds Doc, when Marty finds Doc uh and Doc is like, "Okay, if you're from the future boy, what he calls him future boy, uh who's the president in uh, in, in the future?" And he says uh Ronald Reagan. Can we get the audio on that one here? Okay, Tom. Tom's got here.
3: Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the actor.
4: Then who's vice president? Jerry Lewis.
0: (laughs) Such a great movie. Okay, I believe we have uh, the correct answer here. Alex on WGN. Hey, Alex. Hello. Hey. uh, Okay. So the question is. Uh, It was nominated for four Academy Awards, and it won one. What were the categories it was nominated for, and and for which one did it win?
5: It was nominated for Best Writing, Best Sound, Best Original Song, and it won for Best Sound
0: Effects Editing. That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Well, you know what? I I forgot Huey Lewis has been nominated for an Academy Award. How about that? All right, Alex, congratulations, buddy. You won. Thank you. Okay, hang on. Alex, hang on. I forgot that Huey Lewis has been nominated for an Academy Award. The Power of Love, right? That would have been and the, the song. Uh, was a big hit. Yeah, so he's a huge hit, huge hit. So, uh, and Huey Lewis is in the movie.
4: Yes, yeah,
1: he's <laughs> in the
0: movie. He's uh, he's the, he's the teacher with the bullhorn. Who says you just are uh, just too darn loud. That's uh, that's that's Huey Lewis. <laughs> do you remember the first time you saw Back to the Future, Jeff?
2: Oh yes, I do. I mean, I, I thought it was not only did I think, I think it was great. Because people, you know, always talked about the special effects. Because nobody went to see it, didn't know something about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was so well made. I tell you what, I thought it was so well acted too. Oh yeah, and it was really cast well. Yep, and every, everything about this, this movie caught our attention. I mean, think about it, Nick. To stay number one for that long. Yeah. You know, you, they kept attracting attracting new people to go to the theaters to see it. Yep. And the movie played so well at the theater. Yes, it plays great at home too. Um, although now I think it looks better than ever. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding myself enjoying this all over again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I just it, it is truly one of my favorite movies of all time. And I remember the first time I saw it was at there used to be a screening room, and I'm sure you know this, Jeff. There used to be a screening room. Um, in the Chicago theater building in the Chicago theater, you would take your, the old rickety elevator up to the, uh, up to the eighth floor and they had a 50 seat screening room, uh, in the Chicago theater and they would screen movies there. That's where I saw back to the future for the first time. Um, and I'll never forget, I was sitting next to Roy, Roy Leonard. And we both, when it was over, we both just kind of looked at each other and went, wow. And, you know, Zemeckis is a Chicagoan and, and, you know, in, there's, he's got a lot of ties to this city. Um and uh so it was just it was just great to see a local boy make uh, what turns out to be, you know, a, cl- a classic movie. I just I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. It. Chicago Theater up uh, uh, it, the it, it was a, like above the balcony of the Chicago Theater. This they had a 50 foot uh, 50 seat screening room. And it was, it was it was just nuts. And there was also here's a th- a little tidbit uh, also for you Tom. This screening room was, you know, was in the Chicago Theater and it was above it, you know, all the way up like the I think nine floors up or something. But if you took the elevator to the sixth floor and you got out, you when you walk out of the elevator, you're in the balcony of the theater. <laughs> yeah, so it just it was just so cool, man. And it was an old, rickety, scary elevator. Not a big I'm not a big elevator guy in the first place, but this one was like very shaky, and you're like, ugh. But uh, I got out, I got out, I remember, I'll never forget this, I went to a screening and I got out at, at the sixth floor, because someone said, hey, get off at the sixth floor and watch what happens. And I got out the sixth floor, and it, you walk out and there you are, you're in the beautiful balcony of the Chicago Theater. So I walk out, and I sat down and I watched half of Purple Rain. They were, they were showing Purple Rain at the time. <laughs> so, alright Jeff, hang on, okay buddy? You got it. All right, Jeff Tuckman is here. Hey, by the way, uh, the phone lines are open. If you are wondering if a movie is available on DVD, we can help you. Uh, if you're wondering when a movie is or if you can't think of the title of a movie and it's making you nuts, you can describe it to us or tell us who's in it. We'll help you out there. If we don't know, if Jeff doesn't know, My listeners know, because I have the smartest listeners on the planet. So it's 312-981-7200 for any and all of those questions and all of that stuff. And we'll talk more about what's coming out. Jeff is going to preview a whole bunch of stuff that's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And again, any of those questions, you can't think of the title of a movie, you're wondering when something's going to be released. Phone lines are open right now, 312-981-7200. We also have two more sets of the Back to the Future trilogy to give away uh, right here on 720 WGN if you can answer a trivia question. That's all coming up right here on 720 WGN. All right. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We are live in the uh, Skyline studio here on uh, WGN. Uh, It's going to be a Friday morning in just a little while. And so we'll have all the regular Friday features straight out of context. That's when you listen to this radio station 24-7. Whenever anybody says something that you can pull out of context and it sounds a little dirty and it makes you giggle, you jot down the day, the time, who said it, and send it to nickdshow at gmail.com. Nick D Show Spies, same thing. Listen 24-7 to this radio station, and you should because it's great. And if anybody mentions me in any capacity or the show, we want to know about it. Uh, you jot down the day, the time, who said it, and send it to nickdshow at gmail.com. Uh, we got You Big Dummy. That's where we read real news stories of real dummies doing real dumb stuff and being dumb. <laughs> and then we vote on who's the biggest dummy. Uh, and then uh, uh, Fly James Friday where uh, Luscious Hushes plays uh, the Fly Jams. Also, Esmeralda Leon is going to join us. It's always great to have uh, Esmeralda on the show, and uh, she'll be coming up after 1 o'clock, and uh, Ted McLennan is going to join us um, after midnight. Jeff Tuckman is with us. He joins us once a month. If you have... Any questions uh, where uh, you're wondering if something's going to be released on DVD or Blu-ray or you can't think of the title of a movie, but you can describe it to us or tell us who's in it, we'll try to help you out. 312-981-7200. Okay, Jeff. Hello.
2: Hey, Nick. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, let's see. I think we've got uh, a couple of people who are calling in to see if the things are available. Uh, on DVD, eventually everything is going to be out there, right? I mean, it takes sometimes it takes a while. You know, we t- one of the things that we always talk about, Jeff, is uh, you know music rights. That's always a complication, right? When something is going to be available.
2: Oh yeah, and, and sometimes it's uh, uh, it's so expensive that um, it, it kind of uh, has people hesitant even doing certain projects. Um, we, we know, you know, Miami Vice was a perfect example. It took so long to come out. Because it was so expensive to yeah. clear the music rights.
0: Yeah. I remember, and- I remember you know, because we've, you know, obviously you've been, you've been ap- appearing on my show for many, 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 many years, and uh, we take phone calls from people, and for a long time people were calling in saying, hey, when is Miami Vice going to come out? When is it going to be released? And it was, it was, that was simply because of the music rights, because they used a ton of songs in every episode of Miami Vice.
2: Oh, it's absolutely true. I produced a, um, an exercise video with Jane Kennedy, and Jane wanted to use certain songs, Marvin Gay or whatever, and I can tell you that was <laughs> the most expensive part of the production was getting the music
0: right, uh, but
2: that's what she wanted.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, we have uh, someone on the line. Here's Irene on WGN. Hey, Irene. Hello. Hi. Um, I, I
6: love this problem that I have, and I hope you can help me. Um, I'm trying to find the name of a film. It's an oldie, probably from the 40s. I think it's black and white. I do not remember seeing it more than once, and I love the film. It's about New York City a tall, very bored young man uh, who is somehow supposed to tell people he's Jewish. And, and explain what happens, and he, he is a, a fiancé he's supposed to marry, and he thought he loved her, but then he discovers he now cannot uh, because of how she feels about other people, and, and I don't remember him except I know he's a tall, very tall um, um, actor with a wonderful voice and I
0: just would like to
6: know what Well this
0: story I, is. it doesn't it, it it's ringing absolutely no bells for me Irene uh, to, uh, uh, uh Jeff anything
2: Well if we knew who the actor was that would help but uh, no it doesn't
0: Yeah all right Irene maybe somebody out there you know because of your description maybe someone listening knows and uh, we'll 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 keep it out there okay so keep the radio on okay Irene I shall do that All right 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you uh if you, uh, if you can uh, and uh, help out with that. All right, why don't we throw out our next trivia question here, Jeff?
2: You, you got it, Jeff. All
0: right, Michael J. Fox, always the top choice to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future. He was starring in Family Ties on television and had a lot on his plate. Uh, for six weeks of filming, another actor was creating the iconic role of Marty. The producers and the actor realized he wasn't right for the role, and they let him go. Fox worked on both projects at the same time, and the rest is history. Who... Uh, tell us the name of the actor who uh, uh, was originally uh, was cast because uh, because Michael J. Fox wasn't available. Who was that actor? 312-981-7200. Who was the actor that was cast after Michael J. Fox said he couldn't do it, uh, worked on the movie for a little while, and then was let go, and Michael J. Fox eventually uh, got back into the movie? 312-981-7200, if you can name that actor. You'll get yourself the uh, Back to the Future uh, trilogy, and uh, there you go. You know i i I love the I love the sequels, Jeff. Um, you know, some people don't like them as much as I mean. I, you know, the original is obviously the best, and it's the, it's a classic. But I think the second one and the third one are both really good.
2: Oh, well, I, I agree. I mean, some people think that two was the weakest of the three, but I think they all have something to offer. Um, I mean, it's pretty hard to compete against the original.
0: Yeah, it
7: was, yeah. It's so good. One of,
0: the, one of the things I love about the third one, I love the second one. I think the second one's great. And, uh, and it's just so, but the, the second one is just so complicated. That's, I think, what drove people nuts is because, like, there were so many things that happened that they had to go back and fix. And it was just, there was so much stuff going on. I think people got a little crazy. The reason I love the third one so much is because Zemeckis has always, always wanted to make a Western. and yes. and, and, and he did. I mean back back to the future 3 is a western and it's a great one, you know?
2: Oh yeah, and and, and by that time we're so ingrained with these characters. Yeah. And it works so well.
0: I also love the fact, here's another thing I love about the third back to the future, Jeff. Uh it's basically Doc's story. Like Doc gets a romantic interest in Mary Steenburgen and it's really about Doc Brown, who I think is the best character in the series. And and it was it was not only lovely to see Zemeckis take a crack at making a western, but it was about Doc Brown. You know what I mean? And it, oh, yes. it, it's, it's just it was just so great that it was the the, the story revolved around Doc. You know.
2: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. In fact, um, you know, that character was not named Doc Brown. The, the character originally was Professor Brown. Wow. Oh. And what happened was the head of the studio was looking at the rushes. Said he called up zimx and uh i think spielberg was a uh, consultant on it, right
0: oh yeah no executive producer yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean the, fir- the first the first credit and, the first credit you see on back to the future is Steven spielberg presents that's the first credit you see right he, but
2: i don't, I, mean, I don't think he was you know involved you know on on a daily basis but i know he was involved obviously yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah and so he um told them he said you know what I, I, I think I have something better than calling them Professor. And that's how they came out with That's That they Doc came
0: Grant. up with Doc. That's great. That's great. Okay, I think we have an answer here. Uh, here's Jeff on WGN. Jeff, who was the uh, actor that was hired after they couldn't get Michael J. Fox? Jeff? Jeff? Are you there, Jeff? Yes, I am. Okay, Eric. okay. What's the answer? Eric Stoltz. That's exactly right, Eric Stoltz. You got yourself a copy of the Back to the Future trilogy. Cool. Thanks All right, man, hang on, hang on, hold the line, Jeff. You ever see the? Have you seen the footage of uh, the Eric Stoltz stuff?
2: Oh yeah. In fact, uh, they, they they spent a lot of money. Yeah, it ended up costing him over three million dollars.
0: Yeah. Well, and I know that that uh, you know that the 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 Stoltz, uh Footage is available. I'm sure it's probably part of this package that we're giving away because uh, I have a, I have a, I have the the trilogy at home uh, on DVD, and uh, one of the DVDs does in fact have the scenes that Eric Stoltz uh, shot, and they're complete. the The tone is completely different than than how Michael J. Fox played him.
1: Oh, oh,
2: oh, totally, yeah, totally. And and that's part of the reason that they got Leah Thompson because she had worked with Stoltz. Yeah. And they had good chemistry
0: together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She worked with him on the uh, on that movie with, jeez, um, why am I thinking, The Wildlife. Mm-hmm. That's the one that they worked uh, together on. Uh, I believe we have an answer. Irene was the caller who was describing a movie, and Linda believes she has the answer. Linda, what's the movie that we were uh, thinking about? I believe
6: it's Gentleman's Agreement with Gregory Peck.
0: Ah, Gentleman's Agreement with Gre- Gregory Peck is indeed tall.
6: Yes. Yeah, there's and no question uh, about it. He was a newspaper man or something, and he was interested in seeing about anti-Semitism and that. Oh,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's Gentleman's Agreement. Yes, of course. That's it.
6: And, and, and it uh, is available.
0: And it is available, Jeff, right? It's available? Yes. Okay.
6: Yeah, the, that was a pretty good movie. They should show it a little more often on TV. Yeah. And uh, another thing is, a couple weeks ago, I was watching this channel, uh, 363 on Comcast. It's called M Movies. And they had a movie called It uh, It Walks at Night or something. But it was about how this one woman came in from Cuba, and she was exposed to smallpox. And how when she, wherever she went, everybody was getting exposed. And how she would drink at a water fountain and uh, kids would come running up and drink after her and that, and then they would get the smallpox it's, uh, in New York, and uh, how they were running out of the vaccine and things like that. Yeah. I happened to catch it, and it, I thought, my goodness, it's something like this virus that's going around. Well,
0: yeah, that's not a movie that I would watch at this time. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. All right, Linda, uh, thanks for the call. Sure. Thanks for the answer there. gentlemen's uh, uh, agreement uh here's gary on wgn go ahead gary hi i got a question for jeff it's
6: about a cinemax series it was called girl's guide to depravity it's partially filmed in your city there i believe it was a cinemax late night series and i'm wondering if season one and two is coming out on dvd
0: so all right so girl's guide to depravity can we look that one up during the break jeff No problem. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back and uh, get an answer to that question, and then Jeff is going to tell us what's coming out on DVD, and we got one more uh, Back to the Future uh, box set to give away right here on 720 WGN. Right. Hey, Nick DiGilio here on 720 WGN. And uh, we are live in the Skyline studio here until uh, 4 a.m. We're coming up on a Friday. That means all the regular Friday features will be coming up. And uh, Ted McClelland is going to join us. Uh, a terrific writer. We'll talk with him. And the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Right here on 720 WGN. Our je- our guest is uh, Jeff Tuckman. And uh, hello, Jeff. Hey, Nick. All right. Uh, We got one more uh, 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 set of uh, back. By the way, do we know if the Girl's Guide to Depravity is available? We were looking it up, and I couldn't find it.
2: No. Okay. Not season one or two, no.
0: Okay. It's not available. Uh, There you go. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Okay. We got one more uh, trivia question here. Um, uh, there were 19 actors considered for the role of Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd. Give us the names of three of them. So there were 19 actors who were considered for the role of Doc Brown, eventually played by Christopher Lloyd. Can you name three of those actors who were considered uh, that uh, for Doc Brown? Uh, oh, no, what what, what are you what, What's going on? Uh? Oh, so we just had someone call in. They weren't able to stay on the line, but they've got a question for Jeff, so I figured I'd pass it along. All right. Uh, this is from listener Nick. He wanted to know, Jeff, uh, is the rest of the Love American Style series going to be coming to DVD? He mentioned that Season 1 is available on DVD, but the, is the rest of the series going to make it to home media? Good old Love American Style.
2: I think it will because it has a, it has a big audience. Um, but right now they haven't uh, made other announcements.
0: They don't have a date or anything yet? No. Okay. Love American Style, by the way, that's where Happy Days uh, is a spinoff from. Some people don't know that, but Happy Days is a spinoff of Love American Style. So, uh, all right. Uh, And our trivia question is out there, 312-981-7200. There were 19 actors considered for the role of Doc Brown, which was played by Christopher Lloyd. Give us the name of three of the actors who were considered for the role of Doc Brown. Three of the 19. nineteen three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. All right, um, all right, Jeff. What do we got coming up? Well, we got a
2: great Criterion collection of Bruce Lee. You know, ESPN just played a uh, great uh, retrospective on Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, and the, the Criterion is great. The seven disc collection. Um, it's Bruce Lee. It's the greatest hits: The Big Boss, Fist of Fury, The Way of the Dragon, End of the Dragon, Game of Death great extras you know criterion always does it right
0: yeah uh-huh. and you gotta love that man you gotta love your bruce lee he was the man bruce lee was the man
2: i'll totally never i
0: was i was you know uh, lucky enough to have seen uh the bruce lee movies in the loop like down downtown in the loop with those crazy audiences who would go nuts and it was it was just fantastic
2: yeah and, and you know you get a criterion collection the packaging is great oh yeah because they also came out with a new version of War of the Worlds, which also not only is it great, you have stuff that no one's ever seen before. Now, is this the original War of the Worlds? Yes, yeah, the one with yeah, um, it's the one with Gene Barry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's it. But the extras are just absolutely awesome. There's actually even get this now. Um, there's a 24 minute audio interview between Orson Welles and H.G. Wells
1: wow yeah
2: it, no one's ever ever listened to or seen all these extras absolutely great so if you um, um have, have, first of all it's been restored so you've never seen it look this good or sound this good Uh highly recommend it
0: wow that boy first of all i mean it's, I, I think it's worth it just for that for that phone call i mean that's insanely cool
2: oh yeah it, it, it's something unique Just like, you know, Nick, you talked about the Universal. You're 100% correct. They come out with 10,000 versions.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: But they actually, this week, came out with 4K version of four Hitchcock classics, which you know have been released all over again. Right. But what's unique about this, it's an 8-disc collection. It is the uh, original version of Psycho, uncut, That's never, additional footage has never been seen before. Right. Um, that alone, to me, since you know, I, I think it's one of his best films. Oh yeah, um, it, it's worth it.
0: Okay. Um, All right, hold on, Jeff. We got to if We have a correct answer. Uh, Ed, can you name three of the actors that were originally thought of for Doc Brown?
2: I will try. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. John Lithgow.
8: Okay. And believe it or not, Robert Klein.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. So they're very very good. Very, very good. You're a winner, Ed. Hang on, okay? Thanks, guys. All right, you got yourself uh, the uh, Back to the Future trilogy. Okay, so, uh, all right, Jeff, uh, we got to wrap it up here, but quickly I just want to mention some of the other actors um, who were considered. Mark Blankfield, Peter Boyle, Albert Brooks, Chevy Chase, Dabney Coleman, Danny DeVito, Robert Klein, Paul LaMatte, Jeff Goldblum, John Lithgow, Steve Martin, Dudley Moore, Richard Mulligan, Joe Piscopo, Harold Ramis, Ron Silver, Donald Sutherland, and James Woods. That's quite a list.
2: And we can't see anybody but Christopher Lloyd no.
0: in that role. Nobody uh, nobody else can play it, but that's a, that's quite a crazy list. Okay, Jeff, uh, we got we got to run, but thank you so much, man. Looking forward to next month. Yep, we'll do it again next month, and thank you for uh, uh, bringing out the uh, Back to the Future trilogy for us to give away uh, tonight. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're going to be joined by Ted McClelland uh, after uh, the news, which is coming up after this.
4: After midnight, we don't let it all hang down. After midnight, we don't juggle up and shout. We don't stimulate some action. We don't
0: get some satisfaction. We don't find out what it is all about. Hello. It's officially Friday. Tom, it's Friday. Well, I haven't consulted the date gremlin yet. So. Oh, the date gremlin. yes, yeah. we discovered that there is a a date gremlin in the producer hut in uh, in Tom's producer hut <laughs> <laughs> that consults you on what date it is and what day it is. Yeah, hold on one one sec let me let me just see what he said. All right. yeah, it's Friday. Was that American Werewolf in London? Uh, no, that was the date, Grandma. Oh. But was it American Werewolf in London? No, it was a tiger. Oh. Because it sounds like one of the... It sounds like one of... You know the that insane dream sequence in uh, the nightmare sequence in American Werewolf in London where the... Where the... Werewolf Nazis and everything? Like yeah. That? Yeah. Kind of sounds oh, like that. That scene is nuts. It is. God, that's a good movie. No, that was a great big bloody Bengal tiger. That was a big Bengal tiger, huh? Yeah. I'm not good at identifying animals, clearly. I thought it was a poodle. There, there's, a, <laughs> there's a segment. What animal is it? What animal is it? <laughs> with Dr. Nick. <laughs> hey, coming up after one, our old buddy Esmeralda Leon is going to join us and stick with us throughout the entire show, all the way through the Friday features and much more. We always play back some uh, classic Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV, and I highly recommend it. The Muppets visit the Tonight Show from 1975. Um, We're also going to talk about a creepy clown motel that you can stay at. (laughs) If you would like. 312-981-7200 is the phone number here on uh, WGN. If you would like to join us. Um, Edward McClellan, uh, who uh, goes by Ted. Is a terrific writer. We uh, have him on uh, pretty regularly, and uh, we're here to talk about a couple of uh, new things that he's written. Ted, how are you holding up?
8: Hey, well, I just took a nap, so I'm 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 ready for the after midnight shift.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good good thing. Uh, give everybody your a little bio here.
8: A little Bob. Well, you know, I write for uh, Chicago Magazine most of the time. Um, also, written for the Tribune uh, recently. Used to write for the Chicago Reader, so you know if you've picked up something with uh, writing on paper in Chicago, I've probably written for it.
0: Got it. And you've written books.
8: Yes, I've written books. Uh, probably the most recent one is uh, How to Speak uh, Midwestern, which uh, you know talks about the, the the origin of many Midwestern terms like uh, you know bubbler and and a and and dibs and and a word. We can't say on the radio. It, it, it begins with a J and ends with an F. Yeah,
0: it's my favorite it word. In a
8: Goff in the middle.
0: Yeah, it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite word of all time. <laughs> yeah,
8: As you know, know, Ted, it's my and favorite. I wrote an article. About, I wrote a, 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 a article uh, about that for Chicago Magazine, explaining why it, it is not obscene. So so you can the, the, you can go look. That the up. thing
0: about it is that word, which we can't say uh, on the air, it starts with a J and ends in an F, and it's my favorite word yeah. of all time. Um. Is that I always thought until some years ago? I always thought that the origin of that word was here, but it's Pittsburgh.
8: It's Pittsburgh, and it, it it's, uh it comes from a Scots Irish term "jag," which means thorn. Yeah, you know it means prick. It, you know that you know the band from Pittsburgh, uh, Jagger's. Yeah, who did the rapper? Oh yeah, yeah uh, yeah yeah. They, they took their name from that. That has the root for that word that we can't. Yeah say on the air. So it means, you know, somebody who, who just kind of, you know, annoys you. Like, yeah. like, you know, somebody who pricks at you, like, with a thorn. Yeah, yeah. That's all it means.
0: Yeah. I You know, I got to say that I, when I found out that its origin was indeed Pittsburgh, I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed.
8: <laughs> yeah. you, you thought it was Chicago's word. I thought it was Chicago's word. I was like... I mean, yeah, but I mean, but, but, you know, it has a history in Chicago. Remember, there was a street gang called the Thorndale Jays.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I just, I I remember the reason why, I mean, when someone said no, it it was a a friend of mine who was from Pittsburgh said, no, man, that's our word. We, you know, it it originated in Pittsburgh. And I was like,
8: what? Because it it finally made it into the Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, it did? Yeah, just a few years ago. And the entry says chiefly in Western Pennsylvania. Really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chicago didn't even get credit uh, for uh, helping you know, to popularize. But yeah. as far as I know, those are the only two cities. No, you, in which that word is used.
0: That, and There's no question about it because I've used that word in uh, in other cities, and people are like, "What is that?" Yeah. And yeah. I I had to explain to them what what that was. So
8: there are drivers who cut you off on traffic in other cities, right? Yeah,
0: it was pretty much. <laughs>
8: And you use that
0: word. Yeah. Tom, you a fan of that word? Big fan. Uh, used it in Iowa recently. And how did they respond? Oh. They were like, oh, God, you're so Chicago. You just have to be, you're to, you live in Chicago. You got to be so Chicago. Right. I was like, yeah, I do. Um, I've uh, every, you know, you know, you know, Tom, I don't know if you know this or not, but every play that I've ever written has that word in it. Wow. I've used it in it's it's it has to be in every play that I've written. It's kind of like how Hitchcock appears in all his movies. <laughs> exactly.
8: <laughs> the the only movie I've seen it in is uh, Gung Ho. You know that movie? Yeah, oh, with uh,
0: with Michael Keaton.
8: Well, yeah, and and, you, know he... you know what?
0: You know what? else? It's in well because Mamet's Mamet David Mamet's a Chicagoan. It's in right. uh, it's in
8: Glengarry. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, all right. it's in it's in, it's in
0: Glengarry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So. It's just such a it's just a, such a great word, I, you know.
8: That's a better movie than gung
0: ho. Ah, <laughs> uh, kinda, yeah. Just a little. Yeah. It's a little bit better than gung ho with Michael Keaton. <laughs> gung ho. All right, uh, listen, hang on, okay, Ted. Okay. I written a couple of articles here for the Chicago Magazine. We're going to talk about that and much more. And I think we'll dive in a little bit more uh, uh, to how to speak Midwestern and talk about some of those exclusive terms that are. uh, Midwestern oriented. And if you want to jump in, it's 312 981 7200. 312 981
3: 7200.
4: It's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few pounds.
0: High pants, all right. Hey, it's Nick Degilio on 720 WGN. Live uh, from the Skyline Studio to you. 312-981-7200 is our phone number if you would like to join us. We got all of our regular Friday features coming up. Esmeralda Leon is going to join us after 1 o'clock and much more. My um, guest right now is Edward McClelland, Ted McClelland. Uh, he's a writer and has uh, he writes for Chicago Magazine and other places, and has written a couple of books. And uh, we welcome uh, Ted again to the show. Ted, how did the uh, "How to Speak uh, Midwestern" uh, book uh, come about?
8: Well, uh, it, it, it's a publication called Belt Magazine, and I wrote an article about something called the Northern Cities Vowel Shift, and that's the, that's the phenomenon. That uh, you you with the, with the a sounds and and the o sounds you know you'll say the word like uh, you say the word like like can you know yeah or or, or or box that you know that sharp o sound you know like when the super fans they call a sausage right uh, so and that's unique to to the Great Lakes region it's something that really. People started to notice in the '60s, and it's it's what may it, 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 it's sort of making our accents diverge from the rest of the country. You know, the Midwestern accent used to be considered, you know, the the, the, the standard accent or the, the flattest accent. Uh, but you know, that's something that's um, uh, made made us different from other parts of the country. You know, yeah, it's made us distinctive. Yeah, and so the, the the story was a big hit, and we said, well, let's just do a whole book. And let's just, you know, sort of trace the, you know, I, I talk about the three main Midwestern accents. And the, the accent in this part of the country is called you know, the the Inland North accent. And it really stretches all the way from Rochester, New York on the, on the east to uh, Milwaukee on the west. Now, I mean, have you ever spent much time in Buffalo?
0: I've been to Buffalo, not not a lot of time, but I've been, I've been yeah, there.
8: Yeah, I mean, the accent in Buffalo is almost exactly the same as it, as it is in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and it's, you know, it has to do with the, the migration patterns. You know, that's where people, the first people arrived from in Chicago was from New England and Western New York. Yeah. So that's basically the, that's basically how the Chicago accent got started. And then there was sort of the, the, the immigrant overlay, you know, you, the, the whole these, them, and those thing. That's, that was an immigrant innovation because English is one of the few languages that has the T-H sound. Um, and so the immigrants would come in and they would say, you know, that they, they had a hard time putting their tongue through their teeth and making that sound. So they would say, these, them, and those, and then their kids would do it and their grandkids would do it. Yeah. That, that's really kind of dying out now.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, like I, uh, I don't think I have an accent, but I've gone to different parts of the country and people say, yeah, you have an accent, you have a Midwestern sure. accent.
8: And, and yeah, well, you know. One thing I said in the book is, uh, accents are an important part of a Midwestern identity, of, of regional identity, and a big part of Midwestern identity is believing you don't have an accent. Yeah. And so you know, I, I tried to demonstrate that that we do, and that it should be it should be celebrated. So I also talked about the what you call the Midland accent, which is what you'll hear in Downstate Illinois. Uh, you know, people talk about, uh, you know, I think. Governor regular used to do this he called the nation's capital washington
0: yeah my mom says my mom says warsh does she yep. she's from she's from southern illinois
8: uh, all right yeah that's exactly what they do there yeah, yeah my
0: mom said my mom to this day still says warsh and uh yeah. you know I, I find it really charming yeah. i really do yeah. and, and but yeah but well, she she was she was uh she 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 grew up on a farm in southern
8: illinois yeah well my stepmom grew up in Granite city so okay she says she says warsh
0: yeah yeah, 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 and it's and to, and to this day, I mean, you know, every time she says it, I just, you know, she said, yep, she just said, I mean, she said, it, I was talking to her the other day, and she said, Warsh. Well,
8: you know, one one weird thing I found was about St. Louis, that you would expect St. Louis to be like that, and apparently, you know, some older people from St. Louis will talk that way, but now the St. Louis accent has sort of become... Uh, very much like the Chicago accent because of I fifty five. Oh, sure. That connection between the cities. You know, I always used to wonder why. You know, John Goodman. Uh, he's when he was on Roseanne, he did he sounded so much like he was from the Chicago area. Yeah, even though he's from St. Louis. Yeah, and and that's why.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, you, you know, you you just mentioned that uh, uh, accents and 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 things uh, change. Does, right. does that happen? Does that happen? Pretty regularly, does it happen a lot?
8: Yeah, yeah. I, would. I mean, it's like every generation has its own sound. Like every generation has its own slang and and its own music. Like you know, like we're talking about um, there, you know, what you call the what you call the classic Chicago accent really kind of peaked with the World War II and the the baby boomer uh, generations. And you know, I think only really in certain neighborhoods. Are you really hearing young people still still doing it? the the one the place I like to go to really hear the Chicago accent is there's a, a tavern, uh, at, it's a at hundred Western. Um, okay. hundred uh, and Western, called Ron's Tap. Okay. Um, uh, and you know I have been there a couple of times when the Bears the Bears are on and you know you hear guys shouting across the room like. Uh, you know, uh, hey, what are the squares for this quarter? Yeah, uh, a zero and three. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny. But, I mean, you know, it's mainly it's mainly the you know kind of the it, kind of the you know great gray haired guys. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. the guys who suddenly gotten over Harold Washington.
0: Right. It's funny because you know, like that the the super fans thing, you know, has you know, obviously is ha, has been ingrained in the in in pop culture uh yeah. for 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 many years and um there is a certain truth to it i know it's exaggerated and it makes chicagoans look a little dumb right uh, but it's it's based in a reality you know what yeah. i mean it's it's absolutely based in reality there are guys but, like that in chicago who talk like that who and who
8: exist but supposedly that was one of the reasons why D, Sam, and Doe started to kind of decline because people realized that it was being made fun of, yeah, <laughs> and they, they got self conscious about it and and stopped doing it. I mean, that's what one linguist told me.
0: Yeah, because of because of that because that recurring sketch,
8: exactly. Yeah, the yeah. super fans. It, yeah. it, it just held up a mirror uh, to to Chicago. Yeah, um, I don't. know. One thing is how often I've only heard this in Beverly, but do you hear many people say use anymore? Use. Yeah. No, not
0: no, not that often. I've, I mean, I've, I've heard it over the years. You know, uh, uh, for for many years, I've heard it. But I just don't, I don't hear it very often now. They say it. In no. Be- you say they say it in Beverly.
8: Yeah. Well, I, well one time a friend and I were walking uh, up Western Avenue, and this guy's like, "Are you lost?" Wow. Uh, and I, th- I think it's a real useful word. It's actually, it, it, the Irish invented it. You know, because English doesn't have a standard second person plural word. So the when the Irish started to learn English they say we need this so they just added an s to U, and then they brought it over here uh, I mean uh-huh. you we, we can't say y'all because you know we're, right. we're northerners right and and I, you know you guys that's that you know some people say well that leaves out half the room right um, so I, 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 I have, my theory is that you kind of fell out of favor because of Archie bunker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that might be true. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 you know, I like it, and I, you know, I sometimes will. I've been using it with my kids sometimes, you know, when I'm trying to herd them around, saying, "Hey, you, you, I, why don't you just get over there?" Yeah, both of is, both of is,
0: both of is. yeah,
8: the <laughs> two, the two is. Yeah, the two of is.
0: Get, <laughs> get uh, in the kitchen.
8: Yeah. Uh, what about yins? Why? Yins, that's a that's that's another one that's exclusive to Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, and you know it's it's a contraction of Ewins. Uh It's a Scots Irish thing, and you, you know they the kind of the Pittsburgh equivalent of what we call a D. d7 goes die. Okay. In Chicago is what they call a Yinzer. A Yinzer? A Yinzer, Yeah, y- yinzer's the guy. He's going to go downtown to, to, to see the Stellars game. Uh, and he's going to drink an City <laughs> <laughs> you know. Iron City beer. Iron City beer. Iron City beer. Yeah, someone told me about a guy. They're doing a play in Pittsburgh, and they, someone had to say tire iron. Um, and, of course, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, he couldn't do it because he kept saying tire iron. Uh, <laughs> so they had to change it to jack.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
8: Tarn.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh is a unique place. I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You know, I
8: mean, they wouldn't call themselves a Midwestern city, but I, I, you know, included them in the book because yeah. I mean, it's definitely not nothing like the other side of the state. It's nothing like Philadelphia, and, and you know, the people in Eastern Ohio kind of talk the yeah. same way. I got, a, I got a friend from Youngstown. Who sounds just like he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I like right.
0: I like I said before, I've got some friends uh from Pittsburgh. And, and another thing right. about another thing about my, my friends from Pittsburgh is that they're incredibly proud to be from Pittsburgh.
8: Yeah, well there's uh have you seen that web series Pittsburgh Dad? Yeah. Are you seen that? Yeah, I have. Oh yeah, it's great. You know, it's a guy, you know, who and he's doing that exaggerated, you know, Pittsburgh accent. Yeah. That you're kind of going to hear, you know, and, you know, it's and you got to point out, you know, you talk about the Chicago accent. You're just talking about basically a certain subset of white people, you know. Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, Because, you know, uh, you know, Chicago has more accent segregation than just about any place in the country between blacks and whites. Yeah, Uh, we have we have real segregation. Yeah, you, you hear you hear white black people in New York who sound like Archie Bunker. Right. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. Hear, you don't hear that here.
0: Yeah, it's true. What were you going to say, Tom? Um, I just have to point out for uh, the Pittsburgh conversation, there is a an iPhone app you can get called Yin <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> and you you take a photo and then you can just add in different little Pittsburgh uh, landmarks. That's wow. for Instagram. Instagram. Wow. <laughs> That's so, pretty so cool.
8: fancy Park and the, the, the Yellow Bridges and yeah. things, things like that.
0: Yeah. Wow.
8: That's Sweet. pretty
0: cool. That is pretty cool. All right. Uh, listen, uh, Ted, hang out, okay? okay? All right. All got a couple of articles that he wrote for Chicago Magazine we're going to get to, and if you want to jump in here. Uh, If there's any kind of like Midwestern language thing that you find uh, charming or amusing or weird, 312-981-7200. That's our phone number, 312-981-7200. More with Ted McClellan coming up right here on WGN. Right, hey, it's I, I, oh, oh, hey, it's Nick DiGilio on seven twenty WGN. We're live in the Skyline Studio here uh, till four o'clock. It is a Friday morning. All the regular Friday features will be coming up straight out of context. Nick, D show spies, you big dummy, and Fly Jams Friday, and our lovely friend Esmeralda Leon is going to join us after one. We'll catch up with her. And uh, and she'll hang out with us through the uh, rest of the show, including all of our regular Friday features, uh, starting at 3. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Uh, Ted McClelland is with us. Uh, He is a writer. He writes for Chicago Magazine. He's written some books and uh, an all-around good guy. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. And here is Ted. Hey, Ted. Hey, uh, I love this in, in the bio here. It says you're a native of Lansing, Michigan, which is also the birthplace of Burt Reynolds and the Oldsmobile. Yes, I did not yes, know Bert. that. I didn't know that Burt was from Lansing, Michigan.
8: Well, you know, in, in his recent uh, biography, his last autobiography, uh, he 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 kind of didn't like to. He wanted people to think he was, uh, you know, a good old boy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah exactly. Uh, I always thought I always thought he was from the south. Yeah, and he said in the book, he said if there's any if there's any confusion about my birthplace, it's my fault. I was born in Lansing, Michigan. I I, I was I'm a a Yankee who wanted to be a a Southern boy. Yeah. So he he kind of he kind of denied his origins, but I guess uh, he he was calling a Michigan State football game sometime in the '80s, and he went over to the house where he lived for the first five years of his life. And there's a baseball team. I don't know if you've heard of this minor league baseball team called the Lansing Lugnuts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they had a Burt Reynolds bobblehead night. Oh they did uh, Yeah. <laughs> the first ten thousand customers got a bobblehead of Burt Reynolds at the bandit. And I called up my dad and and begged him to go to the game, but he wouldn't go just for a Burt Reynolds bobblehead.
0: Oh, I would love to have a Burt Reynolds bobblehead. Yeah. Hey, Tom, can you do I,
8: I, I'm sure you could buy him on eBay. Well now. that's what I'm
0: just saying. Tom, look at look up a Burt Reynolds bobblehead on ebay. Yeah, and I uh, you know, and I'd love to. And, he's, and you said he was as the bandit, so he's got the cowboy hat on and everything. Oh yeah,
8: yeah. And there was just a a, a baby rhino born in the zoo there, and some people tried to start a movie to name it Burt Reynolds. <laughs> it didn't take off.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. did, did did you find anything on eBay, Tom? A Reynolds Burt Reynolds bobblehead. Was bobble it for head? the huh? for the Lansing lug nuts? Yeah,
8: yeah. Uh, you can get it for sixty seven bucks. Oh, man. For- I mean, I, I could have gotten it for 7 bucks at the game.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you should have taken that opportunity. Does it, look, does it look cool?
8: I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I I don't
0: know yeah. if it's worth $67. And, and,
8: and the base says Born in Lansing.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh,
8: is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got the
0: little logo of, like, uh, is there a Channel 10 for you guys, or yeah some,
8: channel Ten, yeah, yeah channel yeah. Ten,
0: and so it's sponsored by them. it looks like uh in Lansing born in Lansing, Michigan, says Burt Reynolds, he's got the cowboy hat he's re- he's
8: dressed as the bandit, uh yeah, I mean, Lansing doesn't have a lot to be proud of since the old <laughs> reveal was canceled, so no <laughs> it has Burt Reynolds
0: I'm gonna say this for sixty seven dollars I feel they they're tacking on ten dollars shipping, I feel oh, like that's wow. excessive, yeah. I'm looking at, I just looked it up. This thing is cool. That's cool as hell, man. That is, that is (laughs) fantastic. You know, I have bobbleheads. I have a bunch of bobbleheads in my office here, uh, Uh Ted, um, and I would love to add that to the collection.
8: There you go. There you go. Uh, Absolutely.
0: And by the way, there's also, did you know that, uh, you know, when I did, when I Googled this, you know what popped up, you know, the, the, the Funko pop. You know those little those little figures, the Funko Pop figures.
8: I'm not sure.
0: Oh, you would know they it if you like... saw it. They're very distinctive. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they okay. have they have one of the Bandit. Okay. And you can also get one. Get, check this out. Check this out, Tom. So you know the fun, you you know the 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 uh, the Funko. Yeah, with the big black doll. The eyes. big black doll eyes, big head. Yeah. I've got one of Dana, my my future ex wife. I've got do. one of Dana. Yeah. Uh, Dana De Lorenzo. They have one. Check this out. You're gonna, Ted. This is going to be fantastic. You got to Google this, and you'll okay. and, and once you see that what the Funko Pop uh, figures look like, you'll recognize it right away. It's very distinctive. You'll recognize it. Okay. They have one of him that you can get, and he's in the Camaro. Wow.
8: Oh man. Well, you know, well, you know, the Camaro is actually now built uh, in Lansing. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, interestingly enough. So you double, double lancing. Double, double, yeah, Lansing dude. Burt Reynolds yeah. got big. He, Burt in Reynolds comes, with Burt big. Reynolds big connections. A Camaro cannot yeah. get any more lancing than that. Uh, that that
0: that's an iconic. That's one of the best movie. That's one of the best movie cars of all time. Yeah, is the Bandit's Camaro. That's one of the but best.
8: I, I mean. Nothing matches Bullet's Mustang. Though. Well, yeah, no, that's fantastic. We agree on that. Yeah. that is the best movie car that's of all time. One
0: of the, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. <laughs> it's, it's it's it is fantastic. We talked about uh, great movie cars in the past. I mm-hmm. also like um, well, pretty much every vehicle in Mad Max. Like yeah. I, <laughs> every because they're <laughs> all big Mad Max. Oh my god,
8: yeah, I'm a big Mad Max fan.
0: Yes, I am. It's one of my favorite movie series, and, and Fury Road is one of my favorite movies ever. It might, it's, yeah. I think it's. Might be the second, second only to Phantasm, to the mm-hmm. to the movie that I've seen most. Mm-hmm. I've seen Fury. Well, I can't
8: I, tell you the number of times I've seen Fury Road. Well, I would say the Mustang is my favorite car, yeah, ever. And the the Mustangs, the, nothing matches the Mustangs of the 60s.
0: I agree. I totally agree. And I I totally agree with you. My favorite my favorite car of all time. My favorite car of all time is a Mustang.
8: Yeah, I mean the easiest decision I ever had in my life was I was uh, at a car rental place and they said. Uh, well, we have a Hyundai, or for another ten dollars a day, you can get a Mustang convertible. Oh,
0: a Mustang <laughs> convertible too?
8: Yeah. Oh. Versus, a, versus a Hyundai.
0: <laughs> I'm going to so pay yeah. that. I'm going to pay that upgrade.
8: I am going <laughs> to yeah, pay that it, upgrade
0: for yeah. a Mustang convertible. That's amazing, yeah. man.
8: Yeah. Although they're 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 no longer um, for the most part uh, manuals, but.
0: So, yeah, no. I mean, there are. The, 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 I I think they've stopped. I, I, honestly, I think they've stopped making manual transmissions. I'm I'm almost. No, yeah,
8: be, yeah. Because you know, automatic transmissions are now so efficient that it yeah. doesn't really. And, and you, now you know, you don't you don't gain anything.
0: Yeah, and not only that, but you know, the cars are you know, uh, there's a lot of electric cars out there now, and you got the push button. Yeah. You got the push button start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, electric
8: cars don't even have transmissions. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Cool. So, uh, Ted McClelland is here. Okay, let's talk about this. Um, um. The uh, could COVID nineteen spark a, a downstate renaissance? Are we, are we looking sure. at uh, the downstate getting uh, getting getting huge and people going down there? Yeah. You know,
8: Nick. I know you. You, Nick. I know you cannot imagine possibly living outside the Chicago city limits. I've
0: never. But, I never have. Yeah. I've, I've never you know, lived anywhere but in this city.
8: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but before I moved to Chicago, I lived in Decatur, right? Um, and, and I had. In Decatur, I had a two-bedroom house with a basement and a carport and a yard and a tree for three hundred and twenty-five dollars a month. You got to be kidding me! No, and I moved up to Chicago <laughs> for that same price. I got a studio apartment with no air conditioning, right. which I moved into on the day that the heat wave of ninety-five. Spiked.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, that was so, that was rough. That was a rough month, man. That was a yes. rough month.
8: Yes, one of the roughest months. I, I have to in, say, you in know what, Chicago history, what's funny, so, Ted is
0: what's funny, Ted. I moved uh, during that heat wave too
8: yeah I,
0: I it was it was not I was a fun it was
8: trying to carry my furniture stairs. oh no it was terrible
0: it was absolutely yeah. awful it was my 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 first ex what my first ex-wife and I moved in together it was before we got married we moved yeah. in together and I moved from a central air apartment
8: yeah
0: uh, to this uh, second floor apartment in Andersonville with no air conditioning wow it was the-
8: so, yeah, this this magazine, Business Insider, it had a list of the 30 best places to oh, live. Oh, by,
0: by the way, I'm sorry, Ted, to, to interrupt I'm you, sorry. Uh, but we got people calling in saying, and I made it, I'm, I'm an idiot, I made a mistake, it's a Firebird, okay. not a Camaro. Bandit, Bandit. Oh, it's a, it's a Firebird, oh, okay. and I should have, I should have even obviously known that because there's a giant Firebird logo <laughs> right. on the hood on the, of the car.
8: On, on, the, on the hood, yeah, exactly. So
0: it was a Firebird, that's not a not, not a Camaro. Yeah, yeah they,
8: they never I, made Pontiacs. They
0: I've not. only, se- I've only seen they that, I've the- only seen that movie seventy five thousand times, <laughs> and there's a Firebird logo on the damn hood, that's, and I, and I said, that's embarrassing. It's completely yeah. embarrassing. I want you to write a letter. No, you know why? It's because okay. I had a Camaro. That's oh, what got into my. Okay. That's what got into my head. They're very similarly, very similarly styled. Right. Very, very similarly yeah. styled. Because I, ha- I had a Camaro, and it was the car. Right. I'll tell you something, Ted. That Camaro that I had, it was a. Uh, geez, what year was it? Seventy-seven. Uh huh. Seventy-seven Camaro. Oh, sweet. Uh, that car was in the shop more than it was on the road. i spent a ton of money keeping it on that car okay let's get back to it downstate renaissance
8: yeah so there's a magazine called business insider and they had a list of the 30 best places to live after covid and um five of them were in downstate illinois uh and number one was springfield oh really so yeah so you know and and so i called well, I called down there and said, "Hey, I'd like to get someone to Springfield to talk about this." And then the mayor called me back because they were thrilled. Wait, the mayor
0: of this. the mayor of Springfield called you back?
8: Yeah, because you know they were thrilled to be at the top of this list. And you know, he was saying, you know, well, number one, Springfield has a much lower, you know, infection rate than Chicago, you know, yeah, because it's so much less dense, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there are so many, there are fewer opportunities uh, for transmission, and you know, if. If the things that you like about city life are no longer available, you know, if you can't go out to concerts, if you can't go out to restaurants, uh, and if you can work remotely, do um, you even need to be in the city anymore. That
0: makes sense, yeah. I didn't even yeah, think about I mean,
8: that. And, and, you know, unlike a lot of rural areas, Springfield is totally set up, you know, because it's the state capital. Yeah. There's all kinds of white-collar work there. It's totally set up for remote work. They've got their own um, fiber-optic network and i I asked him you know okay suppose you got a couple on the north side um of chicago they just spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a condo what can they get in springfield he just kind of laughed he said oh my god you know you're going to get a four-bedroom house in the nicest neighborhood with a huge yard yeah that kind of money that's amazing they see it as you know there's just for such a long time there's been this pattern of chicago sucking up college graduates and sucking up corporate headquarters and sort of draining the life out of the rest of downstate illinois in the midwest and and i think they see it as a way to sort of turn that uh trend around yeah especially a lot of young people who might have moved grown up in springfield and moved to chicago this could be an incentive for them to to move back
0: yeah wow that's interesting hey uh, ted hang on okay Okay. Ted McClelland is here. Uh, he writes for Chicago Magazine. He's got a couple of books out and we got, uh, uh some more stuff to talk with Ted about. If you want to jump in, it's 312-981-7200. It's Nick DeGilio on 720WGN. Yeah. Hey, it's Nick DiGilio on 720 WGN. After the 1 o'clock news, uh, our wonderful friend Esmeralda Leon is going to join us, and she's going to hang out with us for the rest of this Friday show through all the regular Friday features and more. And we'll play a round of For the Record, which is a trivia. And we'll say hi to Slap Slapley, Our British friend, from. he's from Kent, right? Yeah, he's from Kent, England. <laughs> Good guy. A little eccentric, though. Yeah, he is. A little is. strange, very strange man. All right. Well, uh, that's going to happen. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Uh, writer Ted McClellan is with us, and uh, we always have a lot of fun when Ted is here. Ted, welcome back.
8: Hey. So are, are we going to get to the pizza? Because I, I ordered from Candlelight just to prepare for tonight's show.
0: Oh, you did? Okay, well, let's talk yes. about that in a second. Hold on. We have, a, we have okay. someone on the line. Here's Big Ed. Go ahead, Ed.
8: Uh, Hey, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I got a question for Ted. Since you guys were talking about Pittsburgh, did you ever hear the term red up, like go red up your room? Yeah, that means clean up. But I I got to say, my favorite Pittsburgh saying is, is Kenny would open? Um, And that means, is your fly unzipped? (laughs) Um, That's right. Kennywood is a local amusement park, and I went to a restaurant there. I was on my way out of the men's room, and there was a sign by the door that said, Is Kennywood Open?
0: (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. All right, take care, Ed. You too. All right, let's talk about it. You wrote a piece about tavern-style Chicago uh, uh, pizza uh, and how it's Chicago's Not only Chicago's signature pizza, but it's signature food, and I could not agree more with you oh, on i'm that. glad to hear that yep
8: i'm not I'm a, glad I, to I, hear that.
0: I am so not a deep dish guy and not even no. remotely
8: well I, you know and this this came from uh there was a yelp survey about the um uh most popular delivery order in every state during during the pandemic yeah and in in illinois number one was thin crust pizza and, and we know here that means tavern style pizza with the square cut
0: exactly as god intended yeah.
8: Yes. Yeah. So, and I, and I found a guy. There's a, a pizza historian named Peter Rigas. And he has a, a website called PizzaHistoryBook.com, and he was explaining, you know, uh, how, how this style developed in Chicago. Okay. And, and his explanation was, you know, pizza didn't catch on uh, in Chicago until uh, around the early 1940s, after the end of Prohibition. So it was served mainly in taverns, often as an enticement to drink alcohol. Exactly. And po- possibly because taverns didn't have silverware plates, the owners sliced the pizza into little squares which could be set on napkins. Right. And so the Chicago tavern, you know, in, in New York, you know, you had a lot of the traditional pizza makers from the Campania region of Italy. And uh, but in Chicago there were Chicago tavern owners were less beholden to old world traditions. Yeah. You know, the New Yorkers hand tossed their dough and used rolling pins. But in, 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 hand toss their dough. Chicagoans rolled their dough, and eventually they use mechanical sheeters, just you know, to get to get as much pizza made as quickly as possible. Right. Um, and so that produced a thinner crust than the hand tossed pizza. And they also put more Chicago also put more cheese on on the pizza as opposed to sauce, which is a more traditional, I guess, Italian style. I mean, you're Italian. You probably know. Yeah. Know all this stuff. Um, and and so. Uh, you know, and and I, I ordered from Candlelight today, and their pizzas, so their crust is so thin, it's almost like a cracker. Have That's you ever great. There? Uh,
0: I have not. It's at seventy four fifty two Northwestern.
8: Yes, yes, way up in Rogers Park, and the the, the, the one I ate uh, to write this article is from from JB Alberto's. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've, I've, I've
0: I've ordered from JB. I've I've had JB Alberto's many many times.
8: Yeah, which I, I I gotta be honest, I like that even more. I thought that was about the best twenty dollars i've ever spent yeah
0: and I, I and i you know i know a lot of people because i have like a you know it's, it's very this is funny because one of my friends that i was telling you about earlier from pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh when he orders a pizza here because he lives here now when he orders a pizza he insists that they cut it in triangles not squares
8: really yeah yeah well the, the, he should order pizza from just. Time to go to Domino's, you know. Yeah, you can order from Domino's. They'll do that for you. It's not going to be
0: very good. It's not going to be very good pizza. Know. But
8: <laughs> no, but you're not going to get a real a real Chicago pizza. No,
0: I like it's got to be cut in squares. It's got to be thin crust. That's that's the pizza that I love. I mean, that's the right. pizza that I grew up on. You know.
8: And we we ended up having a big argument about this on our website. You know the the little the little corner pieces. Yeah. Uh, what you know? They'll, they'll just have crust and a little sauce on them, right? Is, is that a, a coveted part of the pizza, or is that just trash?
0: Oh, I I eat it. Right, what yeah. about you, Tom? Do you like it? The the, the those little the, the little tinier, corn yeah, yeah the little the, corn they're, they're, they're like the pinky toe of yeah. the of yeah. the pizza. Yeah, yeah. No, I like I like them. I think I think they're great. I don't know if they're the most coveted. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the you know uh out outer pieces are the most coveted.
8: Yeah cuz yeah. you got to get that crust. Yeah cuz you get the crust. Yeah. Right. I like yeah, the I like the, the middle the pieces. The inner though. pieces are a little can get a little mushy and sloppy.
0: I like the middle you know? pieces though. I do. I like yeah. the middle pieces. I I, I yeah. like the whole pizza. What am I what am I right. kidding? What you know.
8: <laughs> yeah. Well, and Ted- so the, the, the the owner of Candlelight to we we talked about the corner pieces cuz I said that was the only weakness of the, the tavern cut. He said, you give that to the person you like least of the table, <laughs> and you save the middle for people you like.
0: <laughs> Ted, I, I noticed in your piece that you were eating uh, J.B. Alberto's, correct? Yeah. Right. So that was my go-to. I went to Loyola, and that's right. Know, right over there. Yep. That has to be my favorite pizza place in all of Chicago. And for their 50th anniversary, I waited two and a half hours to get a free slice
8: and a T-shirt. Wow!
0: And then I ordered JB Alberto's later that day.
8: <laughs> wow! Yeah. Well, that's the you know, and and the owner, his name of this is just a, such a great pizza pizzeria owner named Tony Troiano. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, he said they were doing more business than ever uh during the during covid
0: yeah i'm well. Uh, i've i've ordered way. i've ordered you know a few a, a few bunch of pizzas uh in the past couple right. of months and uh i order from uh uh al's uh al's pizza okay. which is uh on irving near uh uh near gansett
8: yeah i mean everybody's got their neighborhood spot i mean yeah. i can live in rogers park i mean one one that I, I, I've never. Have you been to Vito and Nick's or Nick and Vito's? Oh yeah, man, so good. Yeah, I've never been down there. No,
0: I'll tell you something. Let me let me tell you what. What in the city? Because that's that's kind of a trek, Vito and Nick's. Yeah. But in the city, the best thin crust pizza ever is at John's Pizzeria on Western.
8: Western and what?
0: Uh, Western near Margie's Candies. Western and it's a jeez. Oh, you know what? It's two thousand. It's two thousand Northwestern.
8: Oh, it's a so kind of bucktown area? Yeah. It's the yeah. it
0: is unbelievable pizza. I wow. mean it's it is the best thin crust pizza that uh that I've ever had. It's clearly the best thin crust pizza in this city. John's okay. Pizzeria two thousand North Western. Okay. It's so good. Tom, have you ever had John's Pizzeria? <laughs> I have actually. Oh, because of your recommendation, I went. God. That's a great thing, Crust, It's a beautiful thing, Crust, It's fantastic. And the place is really old school, Ted, if you go in because they've got tables you can sit down at the con- I don't know if they're serving now, but um mm-hmm. but there's like a counter. It's really old school. There's a map of Italy on the wall. There's a jukebox wow. with there's a, the jukebox with nothing like Frank Sinatra's tunes and stuff uh-huh. on it. And they've got the checkered uh, plastic tablecloths on every table. Okay. It's just it's it is the best. John's Pizzeria on Western. It's my favorite thin crust pizza in the city.
8: Okay, well that that'll be my next stop. Yeah,
0: it's so good. Now so so the history of the thin crust and, and it did so the, the 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 tavern style cut into squares like that that was again in, in for, for a time when they they would leave it on the bar and people could just snack on it and, and then
8: right get... yeah you, you could hold it on you know you can hold it on a napkin and and uh, you also get that cut in the quad city style pizza have you had those no oh yeah you know roots pizza I do roots yeah that's quad that's a quad city style uh, pizzeria oh no I don't know that yeah yeah I mean that that, that, that they put the meat under the cheese they have a spicy sauce, that's that style. Oh, okay. It's called Harris's Pizza in Davenport. That's like the, the, the uh, mothership Okay. Of Quad City-style pizza. And then also in the St. Louis Prevell Cheese Pizza. Do you know about that?
0: I do, yes. I, you know, I've yeah. had it. It's, it's, I, it's...
8: This... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's just special cheese yep. in, in St. Louis that they put on everything. They put on sandwiches. They put on pizza.
0: It's so good. Yeah, it's really, really good. And um, right. actually, somebody from St. Louis who listens to the show sent me like a pound of that cheese. Wow. Yeah, because we were so, talking yeah, about it.
8: It, it. The square cut does definitely seem to be a midwestern, a midwestern innovation.
0: Yeah, I mean, people when I you know when I go when I've gone I've gone to New York many many times and I go to New York and yeah. you know you got the big floppy triangle style oh, yeah. pizza. Well, yeah,
8: when I go to New York, yeah, that's what, last time I went to New York. The first thing I did was to go into just some corner pizzeria and order uh, you know one of those gigantic yeah uh, slices of pizza yeah because I love I love I love that stuff and I-, I don't know anywhere you can get it here in Chicago you no I you can't' uh, I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure you can get New York style you can get New York style pizza here I'm sure I, you I can. Have
8: ne- I've never had it that tasted as good as New York I mean they got their pizza. That they do better than we do, and we got their we got our pizza that we do better than they do. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure you're not going to get a great thin crust pizza. No, in New York City,
0: you're not. You're not. That's yeah. just not. That's just not the style that they do. <laughs> right. And I, but I always have issues. And that's not I always, what I
8: want when I go there.
0: I always have issues with the big uh, triangle pizza because I really don't think really? pizza. I really don't think pizza should be folded. I can't stand when people. Okay.
8: When, when, I can't stand I, it when know, people
0: fold their pizza.
8: I, I, I'm 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 willing to to you know go with the local customs, right. the local pizza customs wherever I go. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> well, listen, Ted. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thank it's you. always always a lot of fun, and we'll get you on again next time you write anything, and uh, we'll talk more about it and have some pizza, man.
8: Okay. Great. All right, buddy. Take uh, care. I got some. I got some uh, in the refrigerator. There you go. Uh, some cold pizza tomorrow.
0: There you go. Sounds good. All right, Ted. Thanks, man. All right. Ted McClellan uh, is a, a terrific writer and you can read his stuff at chicagomag.com, chicagomag.com. Okay, uh, we're going to break here for the news in uh, just a minute, and then uh, Esmeralda Leon is going to join us. The lovely Esmeralda Leon will play catch-up with her, and then we've got a whole bunch of other creepy, uh, creepy uh, clown motel stuff to talk about. We've got men who are falling in with their smart speakers. They're having a, they, they now have a crush on Alexa because they're stuck inside. They've got no one else to talk to. And uh, we're going to play back a, a classic Johnny Carson clip of the Muppets visiting The Tonight Show back in 1975. And then our regular Friday features will happen after three. Straight out of context, Nick D. Show Spies, You Big Dummy, and of course, Fly Jams Friday. Our phone number is 312 981 7200. And uh, we'll uh, say hello to Esmeralda after the news, which is happening now.
3: Ain't no woman like
4: the one I've got. Ain't no woman like the one I've got. Every day the sun comes up around her. She can make the birds sing hard.
0: All right. Hello. Nick degilio here on 720 WGN. We are live in the uh, Skyline studio here until uh, 4 o'clock. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're here every week, day, night, into the morning, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. At 4 o'clock, uh, we head over to the... Uh, to the TV side of uh, WGN, and we get some uh, news and information from that great group. And then uh, back here with the great Bob Surratt for your morning drive at 5. 312-981-7200 is the number if you would like to join us. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on, we play some classic Johnny Carson. Always uh, Every every weekday morning at 2.30, we play some clips from the classic Johnny Carson show. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every uh, night on Antenna TV. And here we're going to get a visit from the Muppets. They visited the Tonight Show back in 1975, and that's what we're going to play back. We've got the regular Friday features coming up after three. Uh, that's uh, Straight Out of Context, Nick D. Show Spies, You Big Dummy, and Fly Jams Friday. All right. Always a pleasure to welcome back to the show our great friend, Esmeralda Leon, who was on the show for uh, several years doing traffic, and now we get to visit her every once in a while. And uh, hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. That sounds like I'm like I'm a zoo animal or something. Like you're a zoo. And now
9: we get to now we get to visit her every once in a while.
0: <laughs> like you're on display or something. Yeah.
9: Or yeah. Like the mental hospital.
0: I'm like whoa. <laughs> as long as she has her meds, she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So how you been? I've been good. Yeah. Uh, how have how have you been? I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm good. How is V doing?
9: He's good. Yeah. Play playing his video he's game. He's playing his
0: video game. Make sure he doesn't swear make sure he doesn't swear again, Esmeralda. Oh
9: no, well he's in the other room. Okay.
0: So. Can All I right. can I ask a dumb question? What's that? Why do y'all call him V? Oh, you want to tell him the origin story of that? Yeah. So okay. So this is your this is your boyfriend, right? Yeah. Yes.
9: Yeah. So what had happened was Brian Noonan was filling in for Nick and I had brought up V, just like I said, my boyfriend, blah blah blah. And it was I forget what it was, it was something silly that I had talked about to Brian and he goes, What is he? Some kind of lizard person? And then oh. I guess from what what show or what v, show is, V V from V, yeah. So yeah. So then he, he was like, What is he? A lizard person? And then he, he, he adopted the V name to him, so now he is just V.
0: That's where it came from. So it yeah. yeah so but then, and it's been for it's been a w it's been a while, right?
9: Oh, it's been a very long
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how nicknames stick. Yeah. Did you ever have a in this realm? (laughs) Did you ever have
9: a nickname, Esmeralda? Um, when I was in I think junior high or high school, which thinking about it now, I'm like, wow, you you knew about these things. Someone would call me because my name is Esmeralda, they would call me Quasimodo, Mm -hmm. which made no sense. Yeah. Only because of the book movie, I guess.
0: Well, I, like, I mean, you know, that's the only. I mean, the, the, when I hear Esmeralda, I immediately think of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, now right. actually, now when I hear Esmeralda, I think of you. But anytime, oh good, anytime <laughs> I would ever hear the name Esmeralda, I mean, the first thing that pops into my head is 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 Hunchback.
9: Right. No, of course, and that's my dad says that's how it, that's where he named me from. But then my mom says that's ridiculous. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So it wait. emerald in, it means emerald in Spanish.
0: It, oh, it does.
9: And it's a very common name in
0: Spanish-speaking households. Oh, okay. Oh, that's lovely. It's, it means emerald? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really lovely. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Although not my birthstone. so that's... <laughs> that's not your birthstone? No. What is your birthstone?
9: That would have been nice. I think a diamond? Diamond? A clear, a clear rock. Crystal, I think. <laughs> mine, yeah, mine's not as 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 fascinating as you know, like a ruby or a.
0: That's mine. Ruby is mine.
9: Topaz. Yeah, like a clear one. Yeah, like, my, right.
0: my, mine is a ruby. That's, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that's my birthstone is ruby. So, anyway, uh, so you've been uh, you've been uh, uh, staying inside, obviously, except you know, you're you're you you are going to work though, correct?
9: Yes, I'm an essential worker. mm Hmm. I. <laughs> I uh, do the I do in store shopping for uh, Instacart, right? So right. I'm helping out people, and I just found out I am part of this this thing that they just uh, started up again. I've shopped about a thousand shops, or a thousand orders or so. So I'm in the twenty four carrot club. Ooh, because carrots are their symbol or something. Okay, so it's like car- carrot.
0: Wow. <laughs> Well, c-
9: I know this is the exciting uh, milestones in my life
0: right now. <laughs> hey, listen, at this point, we'll take anything we can get. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh man. So, do you enjoy? Do you enjoy the job that you have now?
9: Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's like a supermarket sweep. Oh, a little bit, yeah. I you know, I gotta run through the aisles. I watch the old shows now, and like, I'm always. I mean, mind you, I used to watch it before. Yeah, but now that I'm older, I'm like, get the ham.
0: That yeah, me! well, I know what's wrong with these people. You go right to the experience. You know how much diapers are?
9: Exactly, I baby mean, diapers, <laughs> ham, formula.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it always makes me crazy when people go for the for the. Stu- I love that show, and uh, and the, the what's the guy's name? David Ruprecht. Oh, I have no clue. Something like that, and he always wears terrible sweaters. Uh, fashionably interesting sweaters. Yeah, and mean. I guess it's it was it is it. Did we uh, talk about this one time, Tom? Doesn't did, did, like his mother make the sweaters for him, and those are the ones that he wears. No. Yeah, that's what I. Th- I think that's true. I think it was his his mother made made those sweaters. And oh my god! Yeah, those terrible sweaters, and he and he wore them in honor of his mom because his mom made well,
9: them. Well, that's that's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you can watch you can watch a bunch of them on Netflix right now. They've got a collection of old oh, supermarkets. Waiting. Well, it's on it's on the game show network. Yes, uh, but you know, or, see, uh, no, uh, uh, buzzer. It's on buzzer. Well, you know, for people who live in the 21st century, yeah, uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, but it's
9: it's not the same. I was telling me about this because the Twilight Zone. I missed the Twilight Zone. That's my thing now. I watch the Twilight Zone every night.
0: Pretty the old. Much. The old Twilight Zone. The classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: I start. I start with Perry Mason. And then uh, it's the Twilight Zone and then um, <laughs> and then it's Hitchcock and then I know it's uh, pretty much time for bed because Mannix comes oh, on.
0: Oh, Mannix. But do you, do you watch anything that's not forty five years old? <laughs>
9: I know, it's just they're really good. Anyway. Um, but he's like, you should they have the Twilight Zone on Netflix, just watch it. I'm like, but it's not the same, it's just fun to like they're flipping through the channels and it's like, oh, I enjoy watching this. Yeah, and you settle down and you sit and you, there and, and you stare watch at it, it. for you're, a while.
0: You're like my exactly. bu- You're like my buddy who refuses to watch Twister unless it's on cable with the commercials.
9: <laughs> yeah, and there's just something fun about like when you you're just I don't know what's on and you flip the channels and then hey I enjoy this show. Yeah. Or, I enjoy this movie. Well, I mean, that's I'll watch like, it for three hours with commercials.
0: That's like uh, you know what you just said. That's from that's from Beautiful Girls. That's the yeah. yeah. Rich That's Man, Poor Man. Rich Man, Poor Man scene, which is one of the funniest scenes of all time. Have you ever seen uh, Beautiful Girls, Esmeralda? I have. It's been a while. It's But there's a scene in the movie where uh, um, Michael Rappaport is going to the, the high school reunion, and he lives with Matt Dillon as his roommate, and Matt Dillon's not going. He's going to stay home and watch Rich Man, Poor Man. And so M- Michael Rappaport's like, ooh, ooh, because he's thinking, because Rich Man, Poor Man is so awesome that he's thinking about, uh, Rich Man, Poor Man, by the way, Esmeralda, was, a, was one of the first big miniseries of the 70s. Oh, okay. And it was a cultural phenomenon. Seriously. It was an ABC miniseries, one of the very first ones. It was on for a full week. Everybody watched it. And it's great. It's great. So anyway, uh, so Michael Rapport's tempted to just stay home. And then he says, to, he says to Matt Dillon, we can't play it on the air because there's swear words in it, Tom. Mm-hmm. So we can't play it. Uh, <laughs> but he says, um, you got to tape it for me. Michael Rapport says, you got to tape it for me. And, and Matt Dillon says, no. You can't tape rich man, poor man. You got to watch it on TV with the commercials and everything like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's not the
6: same.
0: Yeah, true. All right, listen, Esmeralda, hang on, all right? Okay. All right, Esmeralda Leon is here. If you want to say hi to our lovely friend, 312 981 7200 is the phone number 312 981 7200. Right here on 720 WGN. Just minute, bomb, minute, bum minute, bomb, minute. Yeah, right. thanks, guys. See you next no, week. Thanks, guys. See yeah. ya. Michael McDonald, thanks, guys. See ya. 312 981 7200 is the phone number if you want to join us. It's Nick DeGilio. We got our regular Friday features coming up after three. We're going to play a round of four uh, for the record because Esmeralda Leon is with us. And if you want to join in and say hi, 312 981 7200. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Uh are you familiar with Michael McDonald?
9: Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you ever see that SC, uh, you ever see the SCTV sketch where Rick Moranis is Michael McDonald?
9: I recently saw it like in a clip show something or other and I was quite amazed by it.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely hilarious. It's it's actually one of my favorite SCTV uh uh sketches of all time. So
9: I've, yeah, I haven't watched too much SCT. It's not on one of the streaming. Is it? Things, is it is streaming
0: it? anywhere? Tom, is SCTV streaming anywhere? Because it should be. If it's not, I mean that show is unbelievable. Um, you know, and you go back and look at the cast members of that show. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Yeah, there's, I forget what I was watching, and and there's just they're talking about it, and I'm like, what? They were
9: on it. Oh. They were on, I was like, damn. It, it's
0: ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And there were two. There were two k- kind of uh, times for SETV because it was way back when in the seventies when it was only a half an hour long, and then in the early eighties it moved to ninety minutes and it was on on Friday nights on NBC, mm. and that's when people like Martin Short showed up on it. And uh, I mean, you know, you got Catherine O'Hara, Andrea Martin, Joe Flaherty. Is it, Sorry. Is it
9: a- is it a Canadian show? It's
0: Canadian, yes, yes.
9: Okay,
0: yeah. It was. Okay. It started out in Canada, and uh, Harold Ramis was actually on the, in the cast during the first uh, couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. Harold Ramis was in there. I mean, come on, man. Rick Moranis. There was just. It just the the talent pool that uh, SCTV had uh, is just unbelievable, and and all the great talent that came out of it. Yeah, it's not streaming anywhere. It's not. That's, well, that's a it, shame. It is. It's, it's a damn shame. I used to watch that show every. It used to be on the the half hour version of it. Way 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 back, was on at midnight after SNL. So it, oh, well that's that's nice. It was fantastic. So it would be like you'd watch SNL and then you had you had uh, SCTV. It was and they it's it started out as Second City Television. That's yeah. that's where it comes from. Um, but yeah, no, I mean incredible incredible talent on that show. Incredible and some so many John Candy. It was on that was on that show. I mean, it's just insane the the people who, who made it through those uh made it through those Tony Rosado, by the way, and Robin Duke, do you remember them at all? I do not, at least not by name. I don't think a lot of people do. <laughs> uh Tony Rosado and Robin Duke. Robin they were both also on S N L for a while. Robin Duke was on SNL for a few years. Tony Rosado uh was like a poor man's Belushi. It's like, they, he, like we have to cast a Belushi type. We have to, John Belushi, not Jim. We have, to ta, we have to cast a Belushi type. So they went with Tony Rosado. And he, I remember him being in a movie called... You, Tom, have you ever seen this? I'm sure you've not. Nobody's ever seen this movie. A movie called Hog Wild. And Tony Rosado was in it. It was about... And Patty Darbinville, who I always had a massive crush on. She's in Real Genius. You you've seen Real Genius, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. She's the girl that sleeps with uh, Val Kilmer. She's the smart, you know, like uh, oh, really? Yeah, the one where he goes into the he goes into be evaluated by her, and they end up sleeping together. Yeah, that's Patty Darbinville. Well, he did get evaluated. Yeah, he did. God, you you've seen Real Genius, right, Esmeralda? No. Oh, whoa! You have to rectify that. Is That
9: on is that on streaming?
0: That's got to be streaming somewhere, Tom. I'm Do, just
9: going to use you guys. As, yeah, we're just going to use the,
0: you guys. Get Tom over here and, and just search for things and see if they're streaming. Just three <laughs> hours of that. <laughs> may, may I offer uh, a website for you to try out? What it's called? Just watch. Just watch. Google. Can I offer I'm, you a, a website? Yeah. Google. <laughs> um I'll say this if you uh if you use the Roku ch- if you have Roku like if that's your streaming platform uh for your smart TV or something like that uh they've got it for free with ads you just have to watch ads with it. Okay. So perfect. You love ads, don't you as <laughs> I do. I've got uh, I've got a Roku. That you can watch it on the Roku channel. I can channel. watch it on the Roku. Well, I could also watch the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> that I <You> have. <laughs> but that's so much trouble. Yeah. I just and yeah, no real genius is a great movie. It is it's a, it's a truly truly great movie. And um it ends with everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears. Oh, that's not a bad way to end a movie. And also every time if when you see Real Genius, every time from the, from that point on, every time you hear um everybody wants to rule the world, you will think of popcorn. That's all I'm going to say. It's <laughs> very specific. No, it, but that's true though, right? Yeah. Every time I hear, Any- everybody wants to rule the world, I think of popcorn, and it's because of Real Genius. <laughs> and once you see the movie, Esmeralda, you'll understand. Okay. There's a big, a big popcorn moment at the end of the movie. <laughs> at the oh, end of wow. the movie, yeah. Like actual popcorn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. So you'll, you'll uh, no, you got to see it to believe it. It's pretty amazing.
9: I you're know, you really hyping it up. So. It's it's
0: such a great movie, uh, and and you know Martha Coolidge directed that movie, and she oh, okay. also she also directed Valley Girl, which is
4: oh, all right. which is a great
0: I enjoy great Girl. movie. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, a great performance by Nicholas Cage. And yeah. if you ever watch if you watch Valley Girl again, for some reason Nicholas Cage, and I, I guess this was a my my guess is that this was a choice because Nicholas Cage is such a weirdo. There's a scene where they're at the beach and he's shirtless and he's got perfectly triangular chest hair. No, yeah, do so you think g- they waxed him to do? I think he did like it. I think he, yeah, I think he, I think he personally <laughs> he, did it.
9: He, he just showed up. On he just set. showed
0: up and he's got perfectly triangular chest hair. Oh, all
9: right. And Nicholas
0: Cage has Ooh. been has been shirtless in movies past that, and he doesn't. So that was clearly something he did specifically because he thought this this punk rocker from the, from LA would have triangle perfectly triangular shaped chest hair which is honestly a good character decision you know <laughs> probably would
9: oh, I mean we're still talking about it aren't exactly. we Exactly are. how many
0: years later <laughs> Exactly that was 1983 I was a, I was a senior in high school when I saw that movie um, I was born. Yeah, I know, neither was Tom. I'm old. I'm <laughs> No, the early... I was born. Oh, you were born in 83. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You were born in 83. At Esmeralda, at were... what were the 90s like? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it was a fantastical time. Listen, Esmeralda <laughs> and I could talk for hours about I love the 90s and I love the 80s and all that stuff. <laughs> I wish. Is that stuff from VH? Check it out, Tom. Check it out. See if the I love the '80s and I love the '90s and all those great VH1 talking heads. Those shows, I know you. You and I have talked about it in the past, Esmeralda. Both, yeah, both of us completely hooked on those things.
9: Oh yeah, they really, they really should put those out for, uh, you know, for Generation Z and all that, just as a you know a primer to those years. Yeah, no, I, I learned a lot watching the I love the '70s. Yeah. And then the 80s, too. I mean, I knew most of the stuff, but, you know, there was a uh, lot in there that I didn't know about. Yeah. Well,
0: it looks like someone has taken, up, taken it upon themselves to uh, upload the entirety of not only I Love the 80s, but I Love the 80s Strikes Back, and I Love the 80s 3D, all to YouTube for free. Wow. Whoa. Well, there you go, for free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe I know what I'm doing this weekend, Esmeralda. The Nick DiGilio oh show gosh. does not uh, condone <laughs> the viewing of pirated material. Yes. We yes. are ma- merely pointing out the fact that it exists. It's the, it, Yeah, it yeah.
9: exists. <laughs> if you do a search
0: yeah. on YouTube, mm-hmm. it'll come up. It'll pop up. You may or may not find the entirety of VH1's I Love the 80s. Yes. Yeah, man, I I used to watch that uh, all the time. Even if they, even you know, Esmeralda, even if they repeated them, oh I'd, yeah, I'd no, watch them for sure. Yeah, Tom,
9: all of those, all of those countdown shows, I was way into.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they've got it. There's this channel called, uh, oh, what the hell is the channel? Access. I don't know if I mean okay. you. You don't have you know you you probably don't have it. They it's, do a lot of concerts oh, and stuff, right? They do a yeah. lot of concerts, but they also do a lot of countdown stuff, like. 10 best songs of the 80s and yeah, uh, yeah. all that stuff. And they've got a ton of talking heads like, uh, what's his name? Steven Adler from uh, Guns N' Roses is a big one. D-, Listen, D-, D. Snyder is on there all the if, time. If Scott Ian isn't there, then it's not a countdown. No, clip it's show. not. But that's a VH. That's specifically <laughs> VH1. But Scott, or, or Hal, what's his face? Oh, yeah. Hal. Um, oh,
9: yeah. Used to, ho- to, to ho- used
0: to host Talk Soup. Um, what, what Hal, the- is it Ashby? <laughs> No, that's you the director. How... Of, that's the director of being there. What's the matter with you? Hal Sparks. 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 Hal Sparks. There it is. Hal yeah. Sparks. Yeah.
9: You know where he's on? At least uh, he was some years ago. He would always be on um, the what? It's like a, a liberal politics uh, radio show. Oh, Stephanie really? Miller.
0: I oh, think. okay. Interesting.
9: I didn't know him that. Him and um, him and another VH1. Person. He used to be a, like a, a VJ on VH1. Yeah. And I can't remember his name.
0: Now, you know, uh, the, the opposite of that is, uh, you know, you remember Kennedy from uh, MTV? Oh, yeah. She's on
9: Fox News Yeah, now. she's
0: a total conservative now. she's on Fo- Well, not like she wasn't before. I didn't know her politics until, yeah. you know, but I, I used to love Kennedy. I, to... I
9: just remember her making fun of... Um... Oh, no, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's... Uh... He was on. (laughs) He was in uh, Ed Wood, uh, old guy. Oh my
0: gosh, Martin Landau. Yes, she made fun of Martin Landau. Yeah, it was like on a red
9: carpet thing because he was like trying to school her. On oh, because was he on? um... Was he in uh, the not the A team? But what's the (laughs) what's that movie with Claire Danes and? Paul uh, or Giovanni Ribisi, and it was a remake of a sixty show with the Mod, Mod Squad. Mod- the yeah, Mod Squad, yes, yes.
4: Yeah.
9: Yeah. He was. It was a red card for the Mod Squad, and she was there. Just you know, she didn't even want to interview him, but he <laughs> rolled up and he started schooling her. And she's like, "Okay, Martin Landau."
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, Esmeralda, hang on. Okay. Everything you ever wanted to know about uh, Kennedy and the the Mod Squad remake. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ezreal De Leon is here. If you want to join us, it's 312 981 7200. Nick Agilio on WGN. Girl... Oh, I love that song. Uh, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Hi. We're here till four o'clock. Uh, after three o'clock, the regular Friday features will begin. Ooh, uh, we got straight out of context, Nick D. Show spies, you big dummy, and of uh, of course, Fly Jams Fry Day. Uh, we play back some classic uh, stuff from the Johnny Carson show. You can watch the Johnny Carson show on Tenet TV every night. And uh, the clip we're going to play back is from 1975, as the Muppets visit the Tonight Show. 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you would like to call in and say hi because Esmeralda Leon is here. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Hi. So during the break, uh, Tom was looking up everything you ever wanted to know about Hal Sparks.
9: Oh boy! By By the way, John Fugel sang. That's the other person on
0: that radio show. Uh, yeah, John Fugel sang. So a bunch of H
9: one people apparently.
0: Yeah, that's the guy, John Fugel sang. By the way, he uh, he's the guy who. Dropped out of co-hosting American Idol. Wait, he, it was him and Ryan Seacrest were, the, were Nuh-uh. the. Yeah, it was someone
9: else, some other weird nobody.
0: I thought it was John Fugel saying.
9: No, I, I I I can see him in my head. I have no idea his name because no one remembers him or what's I that, don't think he's what, doing anything anymore.
0: Wasn't it Brian Dunkelman? Dunkelman, yeah, yeah, that's it. B B, my man B Dunks, yeah. Be By yes, Brian man,
9: be
0: Dunkelman, he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm not going to do this show anymore."
9: And look at such a good decision on his yeah, part. Yeah,
0: exactly. What a smart move, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what did we learn about Hal Sparks, Tom? Well, he's got that. He's got a Chicago radio talk show. Okay, his own. Uh, he's a. Oh. he's apparently a, a an alumnus. Of Nutrier High School in Winnetka started doing stand up comedy when he was fifteen, and then when he was seventeen, he was voted Chicago's funniest teenager by the Chicago Sun Times. How about that, Esmeralda? That's surprising. Hal Sparks, <laughs> Chicago's funniest teenager. Um I think he's yeah. like forty eight now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah, he's on the older side. Hal Sparks. <laughs>
0: Fugel Sang. What's Fugel Sang doing now?
9: He's doing the radio show. Oh, okay. Along with um probably along with Hell Sparks. They're all, you know, it's all the same group.
0: They're all that uh, the VH one talking heads group. Apparently. Yeah. Who else was who else was a was a go to on those things? Michael Ian Black. Oh yeah, of oh, yeah. course. Michael Ian and, Black. And and David uh his the guy who makes all the movies. Uh David <laughs> Wayne, David Wayne. Oh, David Wayne, the guy who makes all the movies. Yeah, you know he makes all the Michael Ian Black movies. <laughs> David Wayne. There was a sports guy
9: on there that was a talking head. Yeah, I found interesting because I had no idea that he did sports, and they would always have him. Well, he didn't do sports; he just talked about him.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I can't remember who it was, but I know who you're talking about. He was the he was a sport he was a sports announcer or a broadcaster of some kind, right? And he was but always very witty. So. Yeah, no, he was funny. He was very, very funny. I just can't remember who it was. So, um, but all the all the uh, I love the '80s are available on the VH ones or on the uh, on the YouTube's. We got to
9: put uh, the '90s. Tell whoever put those on to put the '90s.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll give him a call.
9: <laughs> call up. Now I sound like my mom. Tell them to put on the thing.
0: <laughs> Can you tell Google? Yeah. To order me a pizza. Yeah. Can Google do that? Ask them. I miss I, I miss those things. I, you know the VH1. They did the two thousand, right? Did they, they, I, the 2000s, yeah, they I love the two thousands? Yeah, I love the new millennium. Yeah. Oh gosh, so they
9: did, bad. and it was it was just too it's too soon.
0: They yeah. did, yeah, they did it but in it's like twenty ten.
9: Because it's literally twenty years. It since. was
0: twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, now would have been good. Yeah. Now would have been good. To what do they that. show on VH1 now? Oh. Just reruns of I Love New York.
9: Come on. Yeah. No, do they not. do the? Oh, they
0: don't do the Housewives, do they? No, Housewives is Bravo.
9: Yeah. Oh no, they do. Um, do they do the Love and Hip Hop?
0: Love and Hip Hop. Oh, Love and Hip Hop. Do it. they have Love and Basketball? They got a few of
9: them. Yeah, yeah, they got that.
0: Yeah, that's not good. No. I don't
9: know what else they you mentioned.
0: Do. Reruns of I Love New York. <laughs> I watched every. Ep- I watched every episode of that. Did you? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? All of those ridiculous shows. Oh
4: my God! The
0: uh, Flavor of Love was one of my favorite. Flavor of Love was one of my favorite things ever. Just one wow. of the most ridiculous things. I remember one episode, the first episode of the season, a girl defecated on his stairs.
9: Oh yeah, and yeah, I was like, that's, "Okay, that's the highlight of that show." It
0: was like 15 minutes into the first episode of the season, and somebody defecates on Flavor Flav's <laughs> stairs. I was like, "What is happening now?" What was your nickname for uh, 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 Rock of Love? The one with oh hookers Brett. on wheels. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so that's when he had the bus full of hookers. Yeah. <laughs> so for the listening audience, they were not actually hooked. Oh no! Ugh. What Brett? Hey, Brett Michaels, right? Brett Michaels from Poison. Yeah, Brett yes. Michaels from Poison. <laughs> Rock of Love.
9: The I enjoyed the the shows where they brought all the the D list uh, celebrities to live in a house.
0: The surreal life. Surreal life. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how that happened. That's how the flavor flavor and uh, flavor flavor yeah. and, and, and uh, Bridget uh, Nielsen got together.
9: Yeah, I was about to say Bardot, but
0: then that, no, that that's was, a different generation. A no, but uh, but that's where Strange Love came from. The offshoot was about was yes. about was about them
9: and the it's, Bradys, the Brady. Uh, uh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I married a Brady.
9: My my uh, my best pal.
0: Yeah, from, Adrian
9: Curry. Adrian Curry from your. She went to high school with you. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I think she did. I remember her in junior
0: high. Oh, ju- yeah. Okay, <laughs> Adrian Curry and uh, who played Peter? Can't remember his name.
9: Christopher Christopher Knight?
0: Yeah, Christopher yeah. Knight. Yeah.
9: He sells furniture.
0: He sells uh, furniture? He
9: has his own line, I think, under oh. the Lazy Boy brand. He also could be selling
0: the furniture. Wait a minute. <laughs> in, in hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Peter hold from on. the Brady Bunch is now selling furniture?
9: Well, he's got, like, a line, and I think <laughs> it's Lazy Boy. I think. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's furniture. Yeah, it's furniture. I remember seeing it, and going, "Oh, okay." They should do Pretty some. Classy. Don't you?
0: Don't you think they should just do some new? Where are they now? Oh
9: God, I missed that show.
0: Yeah, where are they now? You're always, uh, you're always wondering who are some, oh, who are some sort of like uh, Tom, who are some sort of like uh, one hit wonders or uh, celebrities that were popular for a while that aren't around anymore, and you're like, I wonder where they are now. Mm, that's tough. You know what Vanilla Ice is doing, right? Well, they've got that new movie coming out with Dave Franco in it. Dave Frank, oh, did you yeah. know that Dave Franco is going to play Vanilla Ice, which is genius?
9: Yeah. Is it supposed to be serious?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, how serious of a movie about Vanilla Ice can you can it be? You know,
9: that's true. And I I really hope I'm I'm assuming they're gonna have a scene where Shug Knight. It, has, it hangs him out uh, yeah, of, the, da- dangles of the hotel him, window.
0: dangles him out of the hotel window, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you can get Christopher Knight furniture.
9: Yeah,
0: okay. What? He, he does it all. He's got bedding. He's got oh. uh, tabletop and glassware. Art. Art? <laughs> and you know Is what? He's making
9: I'm, it himself?
0: I. It looks like it because it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> and he's got a soul patch. Oh, of course oh, he yeah, does. He's had that. Of course he does. Peter Brady's got a soul patch, Esmeralda. Oh, of course he does. And he designs couches.
9: Oh, you know who I just... uh, Because I was just searching for Christopher Knight, and the first person who came up was Highlander, Christopher Lambert.
0: Oh, Christopher Lambert, yeah. Uh,
9: I just watched that Hail Caesar movie.
0: Uh, With uh, Clooney? Yeah. Oh, I hated that movie.
9: Yeah, that movie just... It it went nowhere, but... um... I saw Christopher Lambert in it and he looked like a zombie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember him being in it. You know what you know what movie Christopher Lambert is awesome in? What's that? Southland Tales. He's fantastic I, in that. I
9: have not seen
0: that. Nobody has. It's one of my favorite movies that everybody <laughs> everybody hates that movie. I love Southland Tales. I love it. Tom, you're laughing. You're not a yeah, fan of Southland no, Tales? I, I my old manager at the movie theater, um, he convinced me cuz he's also he's like you he's you know sick in the head uh <laughs> he he watches it every 4th of july oh that's fantastic and he's got a copy or at least used to have the copy of the uh the director's cut well no of the graphic novel that oh, is the that, first yeah. part of it you know yeah. well i went to see it, they, it at the um a couple of years ago a few years ago at the music box during their uh during their 70 millimeter. Uh, fest. They showed that in 70? No, they showed it in 35. Oh, okay. But Richard Kelly was there. Oh, well, <laughs> they were like, well, do we have to show it? He's like, if you're going to play Donnie Darko, you got to play Southland Tales. They didn't play Donnie they Darko. They didn't play? Wow, they went nope. for it. Totally went for it. That's That was Procopi's idea, I believe. Of course it was. Was to show Southland Tales and not uh, not Donnie Darko. You've seen Donnie Darko, right, Esmeralda? Oh, yeah. yeah. A long time And that was his follow-up. That was his follow-up to <laughs>
9: This <laughs> is oh, okay.
0: with hey, by the,
9: Yeah. By the way, I'm looking at this Christopher Knight furniture. Not bad. <laughs> I might buy some of these cushions. He's got like outdoor furniture. It looks
0: good. Oh man! All right, Christopher Knight, successful, C- successful furniture salesman. Yeah, it looks,
9: it looks quite nice. It's like very mid mid uh, century looking. Mm-hmm.
0: Style, Okay, He's he's got a bed for, you know, like a bed or something. You know what the ad says <laughs> for it? A bed or something? Yeah. It says, sweet dreams are made of this. Oh, of course. All right. Why is there a connection to Eurythmics? Did you not know that Christopher Knight was in Eurythmics? He was in Eurythmics yeah, for a while? Oh. For a while. <laughs> yeah. right. He took over for Annie Lennox. Yeah. All right. Esmeralda, hang, hang on, Esmeralda, okay? Hold on. All right, Esmeralda uh, Leon is here, and if you want to jump in, it's 312-981-7200. We are going to play a round of For the Record, and we're going to talk about a creepy clown motel. <laughs> 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Dark
4: clouds are blown. mind again You've got that sad, sad feeling From a broken heart
0: so John Fugel sang? Yep.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: he just wants to love you tonight. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it's Nick DiGilio on 720 WGN live in the Skyline studio here until uh, four o'clock. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Coming up, we'll have our regular Friday features. Straight Out of Context, Nick D Show Spies, You Big Dummy, and Fly Jams, Friday. Uh, Some classic uh, clips from the Johnny Carson Show. You can watch the Johnny Carson Show every night on Antenna TV, and we're going to play A Visit from the Muppets to the Tonight Show from 1975. And the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Our great friend Esmeralda Leon is with us. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Uh, And we've been talking about some of these classic uh, talking heads from the VH1 docs and uh but on the ones that are on access you got you got that you got that uh, blonde long-haired guy from TMZ Oh really? Yeah. What's his name? Look him up. Uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> Blond, blonde blonde long-haired guy. Blonde long-haired dummy surfer guy. Don't,
9: from, they make fun of him in uh, the Family that, Guy, uh, Family Guy, no, 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 in that movie with cheese. Um, I need to take some fish oil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, with the Lonely Island guys. What? Oh, Popstar. Yeah. because don't they do like a TMZ? Yeah, TMZ-like they do. They thing? do a
0: TMZ. Yeah, they do a TMZ thing in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
9: They, I remember they parody him because he's he's. I mean, he you can you know long haired blonde guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. God, I thought Popstar was funny. So does we. Oh God, I thought it was so funny, and I saw it with my parents. I saw Popstar with my parents, and my dad was laughing so hard he almost choked to death when uh, <laughs> when Seal was attacked by wolves. <laughs> I, I my dad was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, I th- I thought that movie was really hilarious, and nobody saw it. Just like they didn't see nobody went to go see um, Hot Rod either. The Ugh. the Andy Shanberg. you don't like hot rod?
9: No, that's the one that uh, that V was casually trying to force me to watch. <laughs> hot rod? He just, yeah, he just put it on. We were we were sitting around and he just put it on his laptop and just started playing it in front of me. And I was like, am I supposed to be watching? I don't it's know what crazy. you want me to do. No, I was like the, doing our, something our,
0: else. And... I remember you telling me that story. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, are he you was like our? Tom, are you a fan of Popstar? Uh, yeah. I actually didn't like it when I first saw it, and then I watched it again. I was like, "Oh wait, this is genius! It's hilarious!" And what about you? Like Hot Rod? I uh, loved Hot Rod. It, 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 that. that came out course. when I was in middle school. So. And Andy, oh, Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Andy <laughs> Sandberg is, is a really Andy Sandberg is a really funny dude, and I'm very happy for the success of Brooklyn Nine Nine.
9: Oh, you know what? I was gonna. I didn't like, or I didn't think I was gonna like Brooklyn Nine Nine. And then I, you know, I started watching it from the beginning uh, when it first came out, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, Andy Sandberg, he's quite good."
0: It's really good. It's a really, really funny yeah. show. Uh, everybody, yeah. everybody on it is hilarious.
9: Oh, and it gets better. Honestly, it
0: does. It each does every
9: uh, season.
0: Yeah, that's the same thing that happened with Parks and Rec. Parks yes. Parks and Rec started out a little, a uh, little rough, sort of the Office. 30,
9: yep. i think also 30 rock i felt the first season wasn't so great oh i, I
0: was I, I was on board for 30 rock i was on board for I,
9: 30, was, rock. I wasn't and but, then i felt it got better and better
0: but that that last thing they did that hour-long thing they did a couple of weeks ago was awful
9: oh i didn't see it, it i was, haven't seen any of those
0: it was awful it was just a it was an hour commercial for peacock the new network and nbc Oh, no. It was terrible. It was just awful. And I was so looking forward to it because I love 30 Rock and I love Tina Fey. And I was just like, what the hell is this? And, uh, yeah, not good. Not good at all. What other shows started out slow and then picked up? Because, mm. I mean, the, I felt that way about The Office. Uh, and then yes. and, and then The Office turned out to be genius. It was on a little too long. I think it was on a couple seasons too long.
9: Yeah, I think it, it was good, and then it started to get terrible, in my opinion, once that Jim and Pam got married. <laughs> <laughs> she just got real, just, like, very nagging on him about stuff, and he was turned into a jerk. Yeah, he was always much. a
0: jerk, Esmeralda. I mean, he
9: was, but, like, he, you could really, you really found out after they got married.
0: Esmeralda, Tom has an issue with all the pranks that he would play on Dwight. So mean. I mean, he
9: is kind of a jerk. Because <laughs> he would always be, like, poor guy.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I like to think that he is, you know, Nick, that word we can't say on the air that's yeah. originally from Pittsburgh? Yeah. That's what I think about him. <laughs> no. No. What do you mean, no? No. I like Jim. <laughs> that's fine. You can like Jim I if you want like to. doesn't make him any less of one of those things. I don't think so. Yeah. I like Jim. That's you're loud. I allowed. also I also like a quiet place very much. That that is a good that is a good movie. <laughs> and you I want to see you know, the second wait, one. Hold on, you know that that's not Jim, right? That's that's <laughs> a, that's a man. That's a real man. Although I will
9: say, I haven't seen any of those uh, those Amazon the Amazon series he's done,
0: but it looks real boring. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. You know how Patriot Games was good. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's not as. Good I just as,
9: saw yeah. Hunt for the Red October and re- and found out that all of that is a whole series. I was like, "What?"
0: Yeah. Don't don't worry about that part. That well, whole idea of it being it, the same series. Is well, kind we've, of, ta- we've talked we've talked about this before. All submarine yeah. mo- all submarine movies are awesome. <laughs> I mean, no, it wasn't all. It
9: was a good movie. I'm just like, I don't understand the where the the how they were supposed to. Who's make the, the whole Who's the author of
0: the book? Series. Tom Clancy. Oh, it's Clancy, right? Yeah. Why, well, geez. <laughs> I'm Yeah.
9: And we actually was like this is our uh and and especially the 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 series that new series with Jim is like this is our answer to James Bond. No. No. And I'm like what? Oh. Our answer to James is Bond was answer. Ethan Hunt.
0: Ethan Hunt, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. Uh but but uh, hold on a second. This uh, so Hunt for October's not a Jack Ryan movie, is it? Yeah it is. It? Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Baldwin the plays first Jack? first one. Jack. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a, I only all know I know because is I was it's, told. It's, it's good because it's a submarine movie. Well, and also Sean Connery. Yeah.
9: Right. The Scottish-Russian Sean yeah. Connery. Yeah,
0: he's Russian in that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hunt for Red October. Uh, Shoot the torpedoes. Yeah. It was quite a nerd movie, though. It's very geeky. Yeah, Apparently. he's very like military geeky. I'm trying to think great. if I if yeah. I like any of the Clancy movies. I mean, I like I like Hunt for Red October, Clear and Present Danger, No, Br- Broken Arrow. Wait, Broken what? Arrow?
4: What? Yeah, Broken uh-uh. Arrow.
0: Uh-huh. No, no. Broken Arrow with 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 oh, no, I'm thinking some Christian of All Fears. Slater. Christian I'm, Slater. I'm thinking I'm thinking some of All Fears. Some of All Fears. And I don't like I don't think I like any of those movies except for Hunt for Red October. Patriot Games. Is, I don't uh, like Patriot Games. Don't tell. Is me. Get
9: off my plane, is that? No. no.
0: <laughs> That's Air no? Force Air, One. Air Force 1. <laughs> but does Star Harrison Ford Get, get off my plane. plane. <laughs> <laughs> get off my plane. It should have been just called Get Off My Plane. Yeah, it would have been. That's an appropriate title. Oh, I mean, it would it'd would be in the same cinematic universe as "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Yeah. Oh man. God. Boy, what a movie that is, huh? <laughs> S- <laughs> Stallone. Um, was it Estelle Getty? Was Estelle Getty his mom e- in that movie? Yes. Yep. Jeez. Boy, there was a period of time when Stallone was making some really terrible movies.
9: You what know. else had he? What? When um, was this? It was. Um, I'm assuming before when he did that one about arm wrestling.
0: No, that was before. Over right. the top. Over no. the top. Over the top was before. Stopper, my he mom also
9: do one where he was a stand up comic.
0: What? Am I thinking of the wrong person? I think so. Have Sally Field in it? Maybe that's punchline with Tom Hanks. Ah, okay. <laughs> You're confusing Tom Hanks with Sylvester Stallone. I mean, that's very easy to do. Yeah,
9: I can see that. I mean, that. like a young Stallone.
0: I could. I, you remember Tom Hanks Rambo? <laughs> really, really oh harrowing God. stuff. Um, someone
9: should do one of those deep fakes and and put Tom Hanks as Stallone.
0: I think someone's going to do that right now. That you brought that up. <laughs> There's a very enterprising young goofball out there right now, going, "All right, Tom Hanks and uh, Stallone. Who could forget Sylvester Stallone in Big?" (laughs) I could, I could see that. Uh, Uh, Honestly, Sylvester Stallone might have been more believable as Forrest Gump. (laughs) Get out (laughs) of here! That's like a box of chocolates, Adrian. That's a that's a real good Stallone. That's a spot yeah, on that's a spot on what, Stallone. That's what he
3: sounds like,
0: man. Yeah, I thought
9: a, I thought he showed up for a minute. Yeah, this that's a spot on here?
0: Stallone. Close your eyes and you think Stallone's in the room. <laughs> you know, you could you be a little nicer about it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurt. All right. Okay. Uh three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number. So um Esmeralda, we're going to talk about after the news. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this uh, crazy clown motel that you can stay at.
9: No, <laughs> I mean oh. let's talk about it. But what? Oh,
0: yeah, and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about some clowns here, some clown stuff. If oh, good. You, if you're scared of clowns, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. It's always nice at two o'clock in the morning to start talking about clowns, mm-hmm. just to see how many people are going to freak out. So all right, Esmeralda, hold on, all right? Okay. All right, Esmeralda Leon is with us. And if you would like to say hello or call us up, it's 312 981 7200 And again, we're going to talk about this crazy clown motel that you can choose to stay <laughs> that you can choose to stay at if you if you uh if you enjoy being surrounded by clowns. Uh and then also we're gonna play a round of uh for the record, I was gonna say know your your onion but that's not the thing it's for the record with slap slaply who's on the way and then we've got the friday features after three o'clock as we do every friday straight out of context nick d show spies um uh, you big dummy and fly jams friday that's all coming up and more with uh, esmeralda leon and more with you if you want to jump in 312-981-7200 here on 720 WGN. let's get to the news Hi, Nick DiGilio here on 720 WGN. Live in the Skyline studio, 18 stories above beautiful downtown Chicago on a Friday morning. The regular Friday features will start at 3 o'clock. Straight out of context, that's when you listen to this radio station whenever anybody says anything out of context and it sounds a little dirty. Jot down the day, the time who said it and send it to nickdshow at gmail.com. Same thing with Nick D show, Spies. That's when you listen to this radio station 24-7. And you should anyway, because it's the best. And whenever anybody mentions me or the show in any capacity, we want to know about it. You become a spy. Jot down the date, the time who said it, and send it to nickdshow at gmail.com. You big dummy. That's where we read real stories of real dumb people doing real dumb stuff, and then we vote. We have our guest third vote, which will be uh, the lovely Esmeralda Leon. And then Fly Jams Friday, where DJ Luscious Hushes, We'll we'll play all the fly jams. Uh, So that's all coming up. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. And Esmeralda is here. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Hey. (laughs) Tom got a little freaked out when I did that.
9: I thought you were about to say, like, something happened. No. Like, hey, don't do that. I don't know. possibly could have happened.
0: Oswald well, Leon is with us, uh, and we've got a, a, a round of For the Record. Now, uh, uh, Tom, when we play For the Record, we go two rounds, right? Two rounds, yeah. Yeah, okay. I always forget. We go two rounds. Two rounds. All right. Okay. Okay. Different categories. D- d- yeah. That's right. And then How I, and many then rounds? We go two rounds. I think. Two rounds. Yeah. Two rounds? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. medically sealed. Yeah. <laughs> Left on a port, left in a jar on a port, on the porch on a, uh, on Funkin Wagnalls since noon today. That's a Tonight Show reference, Esmeralda. Oh, okay. <laughs> From when they uh, when they do Karnak. You familiar with Karnak the Magnificent?
9: Yeah, with the big hat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cis, <laughs> cis That's it, right? You just a big hat. Boom the thing. Yeah. Um. All right, are you ready for this, uh, Esmeralda? You you you, you want to stay in a in a in a clown motel?
9: Okay, is <laughs> it? I think I've I found pictures of it. Yeah, it's well, not that scary.
0: Nerdist.com dot com ran uh, ran it, uh, and it's a creepy clown haunted motel. Um, oh,
9: maybe I'm looking at a different one.
0: It says we're not exactly sure when clowns went from being sources of joy and laughter to something downright terrifying. Uh, was it the Joker, the doll from Poltergeist, Stephen King's Pennywise from It? I got to say, uh, Pennywise is pretty scary. I've always, I've always just, thought, I've never been like sort of freaked out by clowns. Do you remember when that? Who, 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 you remember when that dude was dressed up as a clown? He would just stand outside in the middle of the night.
9: Yeah, and you were
0: excited about that. I loved it. Cool. He would just be like standing under a street light. He was not bothering anybody. He was standing just standing there dressed like a clown holding a balloon at like two o'clock in the morning. No. Yeah. He was doing it all over the place. <laughs> I can't remember I I don't know if he had a name or anything, but the but there the, there was a I don't know if it was just one guy. It could have been multiple guys. But was, there was, wasn't it Wrinkles? Wrinkles the Clown? Is it Wrinkles? I don't know. It might
9: be because there's that. I think it's the Netflix show, but I think he would engage people. This one that Nick's talking about just stood under he would a just light. St- yeah, he would or just stand weird there.
0: like places. Exactly, it would be like ten o'clock at night, and all of a sudden you're walking down the street, and there's a clown just standing under the streetlight by himself.
9: I don't think they got a <laughs> name on that one.
0: <laughs> I thought it was great. You remember when that was happening all the time, as Like he was doing it. Yes, like... it was frightening. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Although I would be freaked out if I were walking down the street and I saw some dude dressed as a clown standing under a street light and not doing anything. I would be like, "Whoa, that's a little weird.
9: So only when you're not there is it great.
0: Yeah, yeah. If okay. I'm not if I'm not subject to the terror, I'm fine with it. <laughs> um so um yeah, Pennywise. Pennywise is a scary clown, man. They did a I mean, gr-
9: Pennywise kills
0: people. Yeah, I mean Tim Curry was fantastic in the in the TV version, but the but the mm-hmm. the what's his name was it Stellan Skarsgård's guard? No, Bill Bill Skarsgård. Oh, okay, his his oh, youngest son. It was one of the Skarsgård's because yeah. there's, there's like sixty of them. Oh yeah, and he was great in the in the movie. He was really scary.
9: I haven't seen it, but I've seen interviews, and he always talks about how he had he does some weird eye thing. Mm-hmm that he always did as a child or whatever and he incorporated it into the pennywise character and it yeah. makes
0: it even scarier. If you're going to if you've have you have you seen the movie? No. See the first one the first one's I don't the, se- the second one sucks. The second one the chapter 2 where they're adult mm-hmm. where they're adults even though Bill Hader is in it? Mm-hmm. Actually no the, the whole cast is good. The, that's a, it's a really good cast. But it's not good. The first one's great. They the, the first it is great. It's really, and it's also very scary. It is a, okay, Uh, whatever it is, uh, there are enough scary clowns that we have staples of pop culture. Uh, There's even a whole scary clown obsession a few years back. But if there is an epicenter of the scary clown phenomenon, it's the clown motel. It's in the, the remote desert town of Tonopah, Nevada, the motel, which we learned about from Parks and Con's, was once named America's Scariest Motel. It has over 600 clowns inside its walls. It's also close to the old Tanapa uh, Cemetery. That combo gives the clown motel not only the reputation of being creepy, but also legitimately haunted. Ooh. Uh, The motel's original owner, Bob Perchetti, downplayed the creepiness of his motel originally, he stated that his establishment only had quote happy clowns. <laughs> to which I say all clowns are happy when they're trying to scare you to death. Um according to thrillist perchetti sold the clown motel in 2017 another clown enthusiast then bought, another clown enthusiast then bought the property Uh, Haim Anad added its own collection to the clowns' already substantial number. He estimates that the lobby has about 2,000 clowns. My God. Uh, Although he also thinks clowns are happy and wonderful purveyors of joy, he realizes his motel's creepy and haunted nature helps attract guests. To that end, he's added horror-themed rooms based on The Exorcist, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Stephen King's It. Dude, I would totally stay there. I would t- and I would want I would want the Halloween room. It's got to be right. You got to have like a on the bed. You have to have the Judith Myers gravestone, right? On the bed. Maybe it's a throw pillow. Well, that's what happens in the movie. I As Comforter? That's what happens in the movie. They, uh, they, he has the Judith Myers uh, headstone on the bed with uh, uh, Nancy Loomis' dead body there. Oh, great! Yeah, that's in the, that's the original. <laughs> oh, great. Um, the motel is said to be haunted because of its proximity to the old cemetery. No one has buried a body there since 1911. This Old West Cemetery reportedly brings all kinds of ghosts to the property. Guests at the motel have cited various strange noises and sighting in the motel itself. Uh, the owner is now even building a new room for the bravest souls. The addition will have a window view of the cemetery. I'm out. No?
9: I... Saw pictures and it looked okay. Uh huh. They don't look so scary, and really, the majority of the clowns are in that uh, lobby. There's
0: two, but, two thousand yeah, of them. I it. wouldn't,
9: I wouldn't be in the the room with the cemetery. Cemeteries at night freak me out. Oh, they do. Yeah. Anytime I'm fine. Night? No, thank you.
0: I know a lot of people who have uh, gone in, gone to cemeteries just at at night just to blow weed. Right. I mean,
9: like my dad says, it's the quietest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: Because everybody's (laughs) dead. Everyone's dead. Uh, uh, 312-981-7200. Would anybody stay at this place? Tom, you wouldn't? Clown Motel? Haunted? Probably not. Horror movie themed rooms. You gotta like a horror movie themed rooms. Listen, man, I like horror movies. I like them a whole lot. I don't want to sleep in a bed with Jason Voorhees tucking <laughs> me in, man. I don't need that. When I,
9: I wonder if the people who work there have to
0: dress as clowns because that would. Be that's a good. Yeah, that's a, that, I bet they do. That would be cool if the staff like the like you have a maid. You got a maid coming in to do service, like turn your bed down, and and she's dressed as a clown.
9: It's got the pancake makeup on and oh, everything.
0: Oh yeah, man. All right. That's where I'll to hang on. All right. Would anybody stay at this place? Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. You ever stay at a terrible hotel, Tom? Like a like a really terrible I mean you've traveled all over the place, so. yeah. It's called the Knights Inn in uh oh God, in uh Traverse City. Okay, hang on, we'll talk about that. Um you ever have a nightmare uh, motel or hotel experience that you would like to share? even if it involves clowns, 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. It's Nick DiGilio on 720 WGN. Love the Dan. You gotta love the Dan. <laughs> this is Valerie's favorite band. Yeah. Transcendental Meditation. That'll do it for you. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Uh, after 2.30, well, after we play the Muppets visit to The Tonight Show, which is just going to be lovely. How is that just not, doesn't make you happy? Just saying the Muppets visit The Tonight Show. And then uh, we're going to play a round of, for the record, Slap Slaply will be here. From Kent. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, after three, the regular Friday features begin. Our great friend Esmeralda Leon is here. Are you a fan of Steely Dan, Esmeralda?
9: Uh, yeah, I don't mind him.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like a great recommendation.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate him, but I don't love him. Okay. But... Uh, we had a couple albums on the, the jukebox at the bar where I worked before.
0: At the Brain. So we
9: got to hear them, yeah. So we got yeah. to hear a lot of it.
0: I bet you did, because, you know, if you were working while I was there, you got to hear a lot of Dan. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a call here uh, from Hillary. Hi, Hillary.
5: Hi, Nick. Hi. Uh, uh, good morning, and hello, Esmeralda. It's It's a kind of hard to hear you. Uh, hello. It, it's kind of difficult to hear you, because... Here in Pennsylvania, it's been rock and rolling all night long with you know storms. But uh, hey, I love Steely Dan. I always wanted to see them. Nightfly got the got the album here right now.
0: I love Steely Dan. Yeah, I love
5: them. Oh, yeah, they they've been through Philadelphia uh, a couple times. It's just you know every time somebody really good, it's you just got to close your eyes and point at the paper because you know it's a nice problem. Well, not now, but. And it's a nice problem. There's so many really cool bands. All right. Anyway, the, re- the reason I called was um, it, <laughs> I heard something about cemeteries. And me and my, my parents used to go <laughs> to have picnics in the cemetery. And it was up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And you know, <laughs> my mother's mother-in-law was, was, my grandmother, well, she was, not very kind she was well she was miserable actually but we have picnics there and at least once or twice at least you know we went there and there was flowers on their grave but she wasn't dead <laughs> just, i know it's not nice but i listen to you every year all right with the spectacular. yeah spectacular.
0: yep the yeah, every okay, well, every year right. we do the spooktacular. That's right, run right around Halloween. I know. Well, I yeah. look
5: forward to it. Okay. you've got a good show. Thanks, if Hillary. It's not coming in very clearly tonight. All right. right, bye.
0: Thanks. Picnics at the uh, at the cemetery, Esmeralda. You down for that?
9: Yeah, why not? People used to do that all the time, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, no, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing.
9: Although that's kind of that is more um, morbidly funny, I guess, to put the, the flowers on the. Not dead people's graves. Yeah,
8: <laughs> yeah.
9: I've seen that. That kind of spooks me out when you see uh, their name engraved and there's no death date yeah. yet because it's just it's just it's there a, it's just waiting a pl- for it's, Yeah, it's
0: just a plot like right next it's to you, like yeah. right next to the the person that they were married to or something like that.
9: Ugh. It's like yeah, I don't I don't need to see that. Yeah, Can we just leave it blank for now. I know it's mine, but
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I I agree with you. That is a little bit. That is a little bit. Uh, a bit much. A little, a little creepy. A little creepy. Uh, there are some some, but there are some really beautiful cemeteries that you know that you can. Oh yeah. You can walk through, and uh, I used to live uh, in um, Andersonville, right? But you know where the uh, you know, the the four o'clock bar fireside? Yeah, Rose Hill. Yeah, it's a beautiful cemetery.
9: Yeah, I have an uncle who lives there.
0: Hell, <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's a beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful (laughs) cemetery, and uh, there's the cemetery near Wrigley Field, which I Uh, Graceland. Yeah, that's also a beautiful cemetery.
9: Yeah, they know gorgeous.
0: Yeah, there's so many. It's you know, it's it's they're they're you know they can be kind of creepy. They're 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 obviously solemn places. You know what I mean? You're not going to go there and act like a jackass, uh, you know, and disrespect the the people who've passed on. But sometimes just just strolling through a cemetery is really nice, you know, and it's. So, but yeah, there's some, and some of the tombstones are really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the first thing we did when we, when my buddies and I we went on a baseball trip many years ago, Esmeralda, mm-hmm. it was a road trip to the East coast and, uh, we stopped off and saw baseball games in Cleveland and Baltimore, um, and in, and, uh, and, uh, New York, uh, and mm-hmm. Boston. And, uh. When we stopped, uh, when we when we got to Baltimore, the first thing I made my friends and I do was we went to Edgar Allan Poe's grave.
9: Oh, I didn't take you for a for a sad, sad boy.
0: <laughs> no, Poe is my. You didn't know this, Esmeralda. I did not. Poe is my favorite writer of all time. I, wow! I love Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe is my favorite writer of all time. And so, oh the first thing we did was we went to the. We went to his grave and I I just want to make sure people know if you ever go to Baltimore, first of all, the the church that he's buried the the churchyard that he's buried in is in a pretty dicey neighborhood.
4: Okay.
0: So we're talking about, you know, the Baltimore from the wire. That's the that's the (laughs) that's the kind of neighborhood we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, but there's a monument in the front of the church, a huge giant like monument with his face on it and then you know and, and, and and you know and all this stuff. That's not the grave though. You got to go around the back of the church in the small yard in the back of the church to actually see his grave where he's buried, and there's a raven on it, and it's got a little crack in it. It's really cool. It's really really cool. So if you ever go to Esmeralda, if you ever go to Baltimore, you should check out uh, you should check out Poe's grave. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Here's uh, Bruce on WGN. Hey, Bruce.
6: Hey, Dick. Yeah. Hey, nice to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, my friend. Don Palakiko, uh, born in Hawaii. Palakiko means uh, St. Francis, Francis. All right. He works at the Vail Hospital, and uh, he's a main chef and stuff. But, uh, okay, now, his grandfather wired the Stanley Hotel, the first electrician in Colorado. I, I mean, uh, well, The Shining. Right. That was a Stanley Hotel.
0: Right, yeah, The Shining, right.
6: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my my buddy, his grandfather wired that place up. He was the first electrician back in when, whenever whatever.
0: Uh, okay, thanks, Bruce. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number. So, Esmeralda, are you a fan of the Muppets? I love the Muppets. Do you have a favorite Muppet? I'm going to go with Rolf. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, my my favorite Muppet was not on the Muppet show, but he's a Muppet nonetheless. He was on Sesame Street. And
9: oh, okay. Grover. Well, wait a minute.
0: Grover is my favorite Muppet.
9: Are all those Muppets?
0: Oh, yeah. all of the All of the creations that Jim Henson did. It's for Sesame Street for anything. They're all under the umbrella of Muppets.
9: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: But I didn't my, know that. my favorite Muppet it was not clearly unusually was not on the Muppet Show, but it was Grover. Who's your favorite Muppet, Tom? You have a favorite Muppet? Favorite Muppet. Um Animal? <laughs> Close. I like Animal a lot. Uh I like uh Beaker. Oh me, me, me. me. me you me, got me, you me. gotta love Beaker. You gotta love Although, Beaker.
9: if we're going that way, I also love Oscar. Yeah, you gotta so, love
0: Oscar. Those are the legendary. Those are the legendary uh, Sesame Street ones. But
9: he yeah. was an adult, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, <laughs> like hanging out, and, hanging a out, child, and, hanging he... out in a garbage can.
6: Well, that's his home. Yeah. don't
0: knock it. <laughs> you got to also not only that. You gotta love uh, the theme. I mean, they had some good music. Yeah, no, and they had great guest stars on that show, on the Muppet Show. And then the the first Muppet movie. Oh my God! Is that great?
9: Did you watch the new
0: the one with the new uh, Muppet what, what, What's his face from How I Met Your Mom? Jason Segel. Yeah. No, no, no.
9: The but the series they did a they did a series where like uh, Kermit and Piggy were broken up. Oh no! She had her own show. Yeah, it was like a it's almost like a like a Thirty Rock situation. Really? It was like a behind the scenes oh. of the Muppet Show. No,
0: I didn't see that. I wonder if that's streaming, Tom. All right, we got a break. Esmeralda, hang on. We got a break here for a little comedy from uh, Johnny Carson, and you and I are going to go head to head with For the Record. Okay. All right, hang on. Esmeralda Leon is with us. Uh, 312 981 7200 is the uh, phone number. Uh, All right, let's do this. Hello, Nick Degilio here on 720 WGN, we are live in the Skyline studio here until four, and then uh, we go to Bradley Place with the TV side of WGN uh, for some um, morning news, and then uh, Bob Surratt with your morning drive on this Friday morning. All the regular Friday features are coming up. A little distracted because I look up on the TV and those idiots are on. You know those idiots, Tom? The Impractical Jokers, right? Yeah. Who watches that? All right. Hey, every uh, weekday morning at around 2.30, we like to play some classic comedy from the Johnny Carson Show. We'll play interviews or stand-up or sketches. Well, we've got some classic comedy right here from the Carson Show from 1975, correct? 75. 1975 as the Muppets visit the Tonight Show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, excuse nice my last to meet time. you. Hello. He's got to go
3: on the best dress list, you know that. Oh yeah, you like yeah.
10: my my threads?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
10: That's Doctor Teeth, huh? How are yeah, you, Doctor? Yeah, good. Oh yeah. Good to see you. Nice to be
4: here.
10: You, <laughs> you feel made fun? the
3: big time, didn't I? What?
10: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> In the big room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How would you describe your music? What, what is that? Is that rock or jazz oh, or... No, it's,
3: uh, it's uh, like catastrophe music. <laughs> <laughs>
10: the, uh, it's a towering inferno
3: with bongo drums. You
10: know? yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, do you get a lot of chicks now? That You know, most rock stars have the groupies uh, now yeah, that you're a big you star. Know, Does that
3: well, to... Being a puppet, it's uh, sort of different. You know? <laughs> Head of my fan club is Nangora Sweater. You know? <laughs> Comes out of Dubuque, Iowa. You know, she's really fuzzy, though, man. Yeah, All right. dig that fuzz.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
10: where, where, where did you get your name? Uh, T's. Uh, that the Dr. Teeth? What? My gold tooth there. Oh, I see, right in the front. Yeah,
3: yeah. Got three gold records melted down. in there. <laughs>
10: melted him down and stuck him in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Who, who's going to be on a special tomorrow night with, with Dr. Teeth? Well, let's see. Shall I answer that? Sure. I, yeah.
4: Sure, go ahead. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter to me, man. Yeah.
7: Now we've got uh, sort of an unusual line of characters yeah. We've got uh, uh, the Homicidal Maniac and the San Fair Francisco night. Earthquake We've got Mount Rushmore and the Seven Deadly Sins
10: Mount Rushmore and the Seven Deadly Sins <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did Fantastic you, Yeah, great And my group, which is the Electric Mayhem <laughs> <laughs> Did you start this as a kid? Fooling well, around with puppets? And,
7: well, I started sort of just out of high school
10: <coughs> Right and, uh, and then I had its a, a whole new departure from just the hand puppets. You've given them a whole new, a whole new dimension, and yes. some of the things you've done, where you do the visual pieces of film with the with the characters, really, uh, yeah, well,
7: I, I've incredible. worked on television a long time, and I enjoy television.
10: It, it has a lot of uh, effects that you can do that you can't do yeah. live, right? You can yeah. you can combine the, the, the film and so forth. Mm-hmm. Where's our old friend Kermit? Is Kermit oh, around? Have, Maybe hey, we can they're call they're on around. Kermit. We can do. Do we want to do a break first? Yes. Then we'll come back and we'll talk with Kermit a while. Sure. Okay. All right, we'll take a break here. If you just join us, we're talking with Diane Carroll, Jim Henson, and some of his friends, and uh, Dan Rowan will join us, and uh, Larry Beezer and uh, Norman Fell a little bit later on. Uh, And here's my old friend, Kermit. Uh... Hi there. Hi. (laughs) Hello, Kermit. Hello out
7: there. Yeah, it's nice to be here.
10: (laughs) Are you going to be on the special tomorrow night, uh, Kermit? No. You're not on no, the special? No,
7: you know, they gave me one lousy line. You know, no, I, I'm not going to work that show.
4: Well, do
10: you think maybe you're getting a little too old or something like that? You're the, you're the oldest of the group, aren't you?
7: Yeah. Sure. You know, I, was, uh, I, I was one of the first guys. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. You know, what, a lot of thanks I get,
10: you know. Yeah. What do you. How do
7: young guys get it? You know, these young, long haired rock
10: kids yeah. playing what, that lousy music? What do you think of Dr. Tooth's music? I hate it. Terrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't care for it at all.
7: No huh? frogs don't dig stuff like that. <laughs> yeah.
10: No, no rock. I huh? just uh, no, old-fashioned no. music. Yeah. Right. What kind of a part do you play in the special? They give you one line. I got get... one lousy line. That's. that's yeah, I'm sorry about that.
7: Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's nothing.
10: It's how's a
7: nothing show. You know.
10: No. Yeah. How's, how's your love life? What? How's my love life? You how's would,
7: your love life? Listen, I, I work on Sesame Street. You don't ask. You don't ask a frog questions like that.
1: <laughs>
7: you would ask Captain Kangaroo, "How's no, his sex life?" No, no I wouldn't. Yeah, can you imagine that?
10: You're absolutely right. That 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 was wrong. That was wrong of me. I should, yeah. shouldn't have done that. Sure. Well, how's your how's your health? Is that the same question? Uh, is your health all right? That's okay. You're feeling well then. It's got a bad throat, you know. What, what, do, you, what do you take for it?
7: It's got a, I've got a person in
10: my throat. <laughs> that's, a frog, that's a frog joke. That's a, that's a, that's a, frog, a frog joke, joke. yes. It's
7: real big with all the frogs out there. I'll bet it is. Yes. Oh, yeah,
10: sure. Could, what, can I ask you a question? What, what's sure. C- what's Kermit made of? Well, this is. it's a kind of a fleecing fabric. The uh, The first Kermit was made out
7: of... Right there, are you? The first Kermit I made Uh, I made a, the first Kermit out of a spring coat of my mother's mm-hmm. you know, and a couple of ping pong balls I see for the eyes we still I use see.
10: ping pong balls <laughs> I don't humiliating <laughs> <laughs> yes you see Kermit Kerman seems very sensitive very very yeah. sensitive frog He's, he got his feelings hurt because he wasn't working this show That's yeah what do frogs do when they're I mean when they're not frogging I mean what do they <laughs> do they have any hobbies or you know, sports, no. sports or anything like no. that
7: doing anything? no no well, uh, no, frogs, we just sit around Yeah You sit in the swamps, you sit in the mud you know, Yeah Sit there That's what frogs do
10: Everybody knows that <laughs> I'm sitting here talking to a dumb frog Thanks, <laughs> a, lot. I'm, I'm Thanks a lot I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm awfully sorry about that
7: You just alienated all the frogs out there Yeah It's he, okay, frogs He didn't mean it
10: Hey, I thank you for coming tonight It's always a great pleasure to see you The, the special is at 8 o'clock tomorrow Right And, uh I'll catch it because you, uh, you're really brilliant with this stuff.
7: Uh, you know, that's it's okay. <laughs>
10: and Kermit, my no, I'm apologies. Over, yeah. I'm sorry about the sesame seed. Thank you, Jim. Nice Thank you, you, Kermit.
0: Jim Henson was a national treasure. He was. He was a national treasure, Jim Henson. God. Ugh, I'm getting teary-eyed. I'm not kidding. I love the Muppets. Hey, uh, you know what will make you cry later? What? Uh, there's a great video... Of Kermit, It's from Sesame Street. It's Kermit the Frog and this little girl, and uh, he gets her to sing her ABCs. And every few letters, when she's singing the ABCs, every few letters she'll say "Cookie Monster" and start laughing. <laughs> say, "Oh, Cookie Monster's not a not a letter of the alphabet." It goes this, and then they start up again, and then she'll do it no, again. It's, like, hilarious. it's so funny. It's great. But then at the end, he says, uh, "He's like," I was like, "Oh, you're making you're making fun of me." Well, I'm leaving, and he goes and hops away, and she just quietly says, "I love you." And he comes yeah, back no, and, you know what? Yeah. I saw that. And she gives him I a kiss on the that. forehead. Yep, that's a tearjerker. Yep, beautiful. All right. Hey, Esmeralda Leon is here. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Oh, you know the Muppets are great. Oh yeah, oh, of course, fantastic. All right, we have uh, we're going to play a little uh, for the record, and uh, let's say uh, let's say hello to. Uh, oh, what what happened now? What's going on? Hold on. <laughs> what's I don't know what's going on. Tom's lost his mind. Oh,
9: I thought Flap Flappley was uh, taking a sweet time to get there,
0: big head and all. Well, you know, he's just one of those guys. It's uh uh huh. Let's see. This is why I have. A, this is why. I ha- this is why I have a plaque in the sidewalk across the river because of this oh, yeah. kind. Of, because of this kind of radio.
9: <laughs> you know, um, we were talking about. Uh, Jim Henson being a yeah. uh, national treasure, absolutely. Elf. Yeah did you did you see the the thing where they they did the uh, essentially the memorial for him? Oh
0: yeah,
9: it's just the show, and yeah. then like they had to, the Muppets didn't know he had passed. Yeah, and then they have to explain. Oh, my God! Forget it, man. I was, di- I was dying. I was dying. Yeah, crying. no, it's, I know. Me
0: too. Totally, absolutely. Okay, are we ready now? Can we can yeah, we get I, Slap Slapply in yeah. here? I think I think he's uh, uh, Slap. <laughs> that's what we were, wait- Esmeralda. That's what we were waiting for.
9: Right. Well, the whole orchestra, you know.
0: All right. Hello. Uh, hi, Slap. Hello, everyone. Yes. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm I'm good, actually. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Not terrible. Don't no, don't British people say I'm well? Not this one. Okay. All right. I just wanted. To... <laughs> I like to live on the edge. Uh huh. Oh God. Edgy, edgy slap. Yeah, I was we're actually rubbing off on him. Yeah, I was actually at a party. Uh-huh. I Was at a party with Simon Cowell and <laughs> oh, and a, and a herd of shepherds. Oh, oh, British shepherds, countrymen. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, we were just sitting there counting sheep. Uh huh. Did, did every, they fall asleep? Did you guys fall asleep? Uh, yeah, but that was more because <laughs> of the vodka. It was yeah. because of the vodka. Right. It's okay. not the sheep. No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. All right. Listen, uh, we got the introduction <laughs> here. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll pile right into For the Record. Okay, Esmeralda? Okay. All right. Esmeralda Leon is here. Slap Slaply is here. And For the Record is next. <laughs> Nick DeGilio here on seven twenty WGN here till four o'clock, uh, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Esmeralda Leon is here, and every time she uh, visits with us, we like to play a round of For the Record. Uh, Esmeralda, are we ready? Yes. Yeah. All right, slap slaply. Yeah. Let's begin. All right. All right. Let's start. We'll start with you, right, Nick? All yes. right. All, All right. right. Your your category is the eighties. All right. In what year was Live Aid held? Was it? 19- is it multiple choice? It is multiple choice. Oh, I don't need them, but go ahead. Would you like to <laughs> offer an answer? It's 1985. Or? Well, there you go. Correct. <laughs> I like that you ask if there's more. I always forget. I always forget because we play another game when wow. Jim when Jim Ryan is here. We play a game called uh, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Yeah. I
9: know, but you get to. The- I don't need them anyway. Yeah, well I All didn't. Right.
0: Oh, look at you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Esmeralda, here we go. All right, Esmeralda, the hot melter. Yeah. Uh, the 90s. How many mm-hmm. copies of Goth Brooks's album No Fences was sold in the US as of
9: 1999? Okay, well I need the
0: multiple choice. Okay. So go ahead. All right. Uh, A, 180,000? B seven million, C nine hundred thousand, or D sixteen million.
9: Um, I'm assuming this is the one that has Thunder Road on it.
0: I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I can't <laughs> help. but no idea. Is? Let's see. for <laughs> uh, argument's I'm sake. I'm
9: gonna go sixteen million.
0: That is correct. Yeah, very good. He sold a ton of records. Yeah, he's very popular. Incredibly very popular, popular man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Your category. Real name. Oh, man. Deborah Allen had a hit with Baby I Lied. What is her true name? <laughs> Deborah Baby Allen. I Lied. Yeah. Deborah Allen. What's her real name? Is it Debbie Gustafson, <laughs> Olivia Temanen, Deborah Lynn Thurmond, or Amanda Marie Hughes? I'm gonna go with uh C. Deborah Lynn Thurman? Yeah. That is correct. All right.
9: Wait, is this different from uh the dancer?
0: Yeah. Debbie Allen? Yeah, Debbie Allen. That's different. This is Deborah Allen. I've never heard the song though, so I don't know. No,
9: all right. All right.
0: Okay. All right. Real bonbona today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're on unless st- you love Deborah Allen. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, Esmeralda, you're on stage. Mm-hmm. Who won the 1991 Best Rap Solo Performance Grammy with Mama Said Knock You Out? Oh, come on. Do you want to hear the options? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it A, MC Hammer? Mm. B, Vanilla Ice? Mm-hmm. C, LL Cool J? Mm-hmm. Or D,
9: Cool G? So, oh, we all remember Cool G, don't we? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say LL Cool J.
0: Hello, Cool J is correct. You win a Kangol hat. That's a good oh. that song. That song and album. Thank you. That song and album, phenomenal. Good stuff. Phenomenal. I almost that was like, the, the unplugged. The unplugged, amazing. When he had mm-hmm. when he had all that deodorant in his armpits. Was this? Be- oh god, <laughs> terrible. Was this before or after NCIS LA? Before. Way before. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know uh nick one hit wonder yeah yeah gregory abbott oh yeah uh-huh. had, he had many r&b uh, hits yeah but only one pop hit. Uh-huh. well what was it you tell me <laughs> no go, ahead. Could, go ahead no please no I, I, go I, I ahead okay. oh yeah he who doesn't need go ahead multiple yeah. choice was it a good lovin tonight b shake you down c kumbaya or d after the lovin was we'll shake you down shake you down is correct one of my one of my late friend Joe's favorite songs. <laughs> he loved it. All right, what's next now? Right. Wait, huh? Esmerald is in the mosh pit. Oh no. Oh boy. Yeah. Already said that one once. What? <laughs>
9: I'm a- He's talking to himself, I'm Nick. Talking
0: to myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, which of these <laughs> artists attended the original Woodstock as a child? Oh boy. Was it Mariah Carey? Mm-hmm. Courtney Love. Jenny Miller, or Christina Aguilera. Oh, I'm gonna go. Oh man, I don't
9: know who this Jenny Miller lady is, but uh, I'm gonna say Courtney Love.
0: That is correct. That would have been my guess too. That's a good guess. Yeah, I don't know who Jenny Miller is. I don't know who that is either. Christina Christina Aguilera was even born. Yeah, she's around my age. So yeah, you know Richard Pettengill. Uh, no, our, he's a he's a he's a musician who's been in a bunch of bands. He's been in the studio with us. He's a really oh, okay. he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. He went to Woodstock. Oh, fun! Yeah, and tells great stories about it. I mean, just insane.
9: So. Yeah, I watched the one of the documentaries on it. it looked
0: fantastic. Yeah, it's it was amazing. <laughs> okay, uh, what do we got now? It's tied at three. Tied at three. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go back to Esmeralda, but it's going to be... it's starting over. Starting over. It's our second round. All right, here we are mm-hmm. now. How many rounds? Two. Oh, two rounds. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was prepared for at least six, but yeah. here we are. Uh, Esmeralda, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What performer rose to stardom with the provocative videos and catchy pop tunes like Borderline? Oh, come on. And Lucky Star. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let me give you the options here, just oh, in case. God. Okay. Who? Is it A, Cher? <laughs> mm-hmm. B, Janet Jackson? Mm-hmm. C, Madonna? Mm-hmm. Or D, Deb Everett? What? Deb Everett? They always throw in one that's c- completely <laughs> made up, right, Esmeralda?
9: I mean, I don't know. Maybe Deb Everett just Deb Everett. didn't, uh, you know, have her time in the sun.
0: What say you, Esmeralda?
9: I'm going
0: to go Madonna? No. That would be correct, believe it or not. I know it's hard, it's it's a bitter pill to swallow, Jeez. but it is true. I, you know, Deb Everett. I'm a big big fan of Deb. I've got <laughs> exactly. at least seven of her records. Oh god. All right. All right. Nick the 90s. Yeah. What was Natalie Merchant's 1995 festively titled hit song? Natalie solo, mentioned. Natalie, for Nat- not with ten thousand maniacs. I'm going to assume solo. All right, otherwise it would have said ten thousand maniacs, right. wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. Jesus. A circus, B carnival, mm. C county fair, or D cod fest. I I do I don't cod know fest. cod Cod like the fish. Oh, cod like fest. like fish and chips. I'm going to okay. say. What was the third one? County fair. I'll go with that. That is incorrect. Oh. Carnival. What? Carnival. All right. How did you not know that? I don't know. I'm not a big Natalie Merchant guy. And I don't That's know. Not. All right. <laughs> go ahead. All right, Esmeralda real name. Uh-oh. Okay. This is a good one. What was Adam Ant's birth name? <sighs> was it Adam Carlstrom? Mm-hmm. Adam Schmidt? Mm. Stuart Goddard or Raphael mm. Christensen. Oh man. Adam Ant. Goody two uh, shoes. What
9: was the second one?
0: Uh Adam Schmidt. And the first one? Adam would you like me to just read them all again? No. Uh Adam Carlstrom.
9: Mm. I go Schmidt. Adam Schmidt.
0: That is incorrect. Oh. <sighs> Stuart Goddard. Yeah. What? Gardner, yeah, no, I knew that. I knew that one. Whatever. You know, he dated Jamie Lee Curtis for a while. No, he did. Did she also wear a silly feather in her no, hair? No, no. no. I Good remember honor. being. I remember being insanely jealous of Adamant because he was he <laughs> was he was be. dating he was dating Jamie Lee Curtis. It would have been the first time in history uh, that, that now anybody I'm just, was jealous now I'm just Adam now I'm just jealous of Christopher Guest. <laughs> All right, that's that's the Baron Hayden <laughs> guest to you, sir. <laughs> Uh, you're on stage, Nick. Oh, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> what band won the 1991 Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance with Vocal? 1991. Was it A, Bon Jovi, B, The Rolling Stones, C, Van Halen, or D, Pearl Jam? 91? 1991 Grammy for okay, Best so, Rock Performance with vocals. Vocal. Mm, it, it, that's tough. It's not Pearl Jam because that would have been 92 Grammys because 10 came out in 91. Mm. Um, Jovi? That is incorrect. Who? Oh, Van wow. Halen. Van Halen for unlawful Ooh. carnal knowledge. Get out of here with that! Don't blame <laughs> me. Blame the Grammy voters. Uh, it's just the way it is. I'm playing right. the bloody card. Four to three. Uh Esmeralda is in the lead. It's. A, I'm. This is amazing. I know. This is your favorite category, Esmeralda. One hit wonder. Oh boy. The one thing she doesn't understand. What you wa- don't understand. <laughs> All right. What was Tony, what was Tony Basil's lone U.S. hit? Come on. Would you, would you like, like, okay. Yeah. A, he likes me. Mm Mm-hmm. B, shoop, shoop. Okay. C, the pusher. Or D, hey, Mickey. The pusher? Is that what that third one was? Yeah, the pusher. The pusher. Or hey, Mickey. I'm going
9: to go, uh, hey, Mickey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By yes. the way, the pusher is a Steppenwolf song. What the hell is that doing in there? It's
9: trying to. Oh, I was thinking it was supposed to be like a playoff push it.
0: No, the point. Well, I mean, i You know, that's probably what the point is. But it's actually a, a Steppenwolf song. Oh, uh, it's five. No. To th- it's five to three. I don't think I can win. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't believe so. No. All right. Would you like to answer it anyway? Let's answer the question anyway. All right. You're in the marsh pit. Yeah. 1997. David Bowie turned fifty. Where did they hold his birthday bash? Was it a Madison Square Garden? B the Brown Derby? C Buckingham Palace? Or D Suffragette City? <laughs> uh, I'm. I don't know. I'm Suffragette City. I don't know if that's a real place. That's a song. Oh. I know it's a song, but it might be a real place, and it would be appropriate for him to have his party there. No. No.
7: Madison Square Garden.
0: Okay. I mean, I know it's a Bowie song. I just didn't know whether it was a real place you, or something. Do you see what you've done? Oh, Now my she's gosh. in a fit. All right. Where, she's where in hysterics. Would that be? I don't know. London? I don't know.
9: I would love to know who the mayor of Suffragette City would be.
0: Major yeah. Tom. I would agree with that. We made your time. All right, we have one more question or is that it? No, that's it. Oh, that, that's really you won. You yeah. got a, you got a uh, you got a Buick. Oh, what do I win? You got a Buick and uh <laughs> the, the the ghost of Johnny Cash will drive you around.
3: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. That sounds exciting. You won 5 to 3, fair and square. Yeah, I did. Yep. And you can drive that car <laughs> to Suffragette City. Oh, I thought he was going to drive it. Oh yeah, well, he will. He knows how to get to Suffragette City. Which is, right. by, the, by the way, a real place. I just want people to know that.
9: <laughs> <laughs> you should make a theme park called Suffragette City.
0: Yeah, I'd go. It'd be full. I of think. I think Bowie deserves his own like theme park. Don't you think? The kind of oh, the kind I of mean, ca- the kind of career that he had. It would be so much fun to follow through all the different phases of his career and all the different personalities and stuff. Would they have like? And a, it'd ha- be a theme park. Yeah, there'd be a cocaine stand, and you know. Oh
9: yeah, with a spoon,
0: a giant spoon. <laughs> have some respect, man. Hey, he was, was upfront about it. Yeah, yeah. It in the Bowie exhibit. I just have, a, I just have, a, I just have a really. I love David Bowie. I know you do. I love him so. I, I loved him. Was I was very sad. I was very, it. very sad when he passed away. Very, very him? sad, and that was right on top of another. After Lemmy. Let me die in December, and then he Bowie, died in And then Omer. somebody else, and somebody else too. Was it Prince? No, Prince was later. Yeah, he w- he was. I want to say that same year, but later.
9: Oh, well, it happens in threes. Yeah.
0: Well, All right, say. Esmeralda. We uh, got to get to the news. Okay, hold on, and then our regular Friday features will begin.
3: Here's dummy, <laughs> you big dummy, you big dummy. See what you did? Oh no, you big dummy, you dummy.
0: It's Friday. The regular Friday features are beginning. And we start with You Big Dummy. Let's get Esmeralda back on. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Ready to hear about some dummies? Oh, yeah. All right. And then we get to vote. All right. This is where I read real news stories of real dumb people doing real dumb stuff, and then we vote. Let's begin. Dummy number one, dummy number one, dummy one. A Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his death to avoid a jail sentence, but the phony death certificate his lawyer submitted had a glaring spelling error that made it a dead giveaway for a fraud, prosecutors said. Robert Berger, 25, of Huntington, New York, now faces up to four years in prison if convicted in the illegal scheme, the alleged scheme. Uh, that's in addition to the pending sentences for earlier guilty pleas to charges of possession of a stolen Lexus and attempted grand larceny of a truck. Punishment prosecutors say he was looking to avoid. It will never cease to amaze me the lengths that some people will go to to avoid being held accountable for their criminal charges. Uh, Nassau County District Attorney Madeline Singa said on Telephone Interview. Arraigned by video Tuesday because of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, Uh, Berger pleaded not guilty to a single count of offering a false instrument for filing. A judge set the bail at $1 but ordered Berger back to jail uh, because of his underlying cases. His next court date is scheduled for July 29th. Um, A message seeking comment was left with the public defender who took over Berger's case after the lawyer who submitted the suspicious death certificate claimed that he'd been used as a pawn and had nothing to do with the alleged shenanigans. Scheduled to be sentenced for a year in jail last October on the theft-related charges, Berger fled the state while taking steps to convince his then-lawyer, prosecutors, and the judge that he had killed himself, including allegedly using his fiancée to pass along a bogus death certificate. At first glance, Berger's purported death certificate looked like an official document issued by the New Jersey Department of Health, Vital Statistics, and Registry. But there was one big problem. Registry was spelled (laughs) R-E-G-S-I-T-R-Y. There were also inconsistencies in the font type and the size that raised suspicion, they said. The real New Jersey Department of Health, Vital Statistics, and Registry confirmed that Berger's death certificate was fake. Uh, Berger was alive, but not entirely well. While supposedly dead, he had been arrested in suburban Philadelphia on charges of including allegations that he provided a false identity to law enforcement and stole from a Catholic college. Good Lord, this guy. He was sentenced in January for up to a year in jail. Uh, Berger's case was reminiscent of one six years ago in which a former Coast Guard petty officer turned shoe salesman posed as a former military lawyer soliciting clients and appearing in court. That man, Kenneth Goldstein, was outed as a fraud when he was started to rambling in an unlawyer-like fashion in the Long Island courtroom. Uh, you're gonna get caught, Singa says. We say it all the time. Crime does not pay. We will catch uh, we will catch up with you eventually. In this case, it's never a good idea to submit phony documents to the district attorney. We were able to make sure that he wasn't able to get away with it.
3: What kind of life do you think it is being the father of a young dummy? For every dummy, there's a dummy.
0: Dummy number two, dummy number two, dummy number two. A Michigan woman who wanted her ex-husband murdered tried to hire a killer via the farcical website rentahitman.com. <laughs> Uh, According to investigators, uh, Wendy Wine, 51, this month uh, filled out a service request form on the site which describes itself as a you-point-and-click solution and boasts 17,985 U.S.-based field operatives. Site uh, site visitors are assured that Rent-A-Hitman is compliant with the provisions of the 1964 Hitman Information Policy and Protection Act recent update on Rent-A-Hitman noted that we are still open during the COVID-19 pandemic. Our Wuhan offices will be working on a reduced schedule. The form Wine submitted to the website identified her former spouse as the intended victim, prompting Rent-A-Hitman's operators to contact Michigan State Police since it appeared Wine was serious about soliciting a murder. An undercover trooper subsequently went to Wine and met Wine in a parking lot near her South Rockwood home, a uh, village about 25 miles south of Detroit. Wine allegedly offered the supposed hitman $5,000 to kill her ex and gave him an upfront payment to cover travel expenses since the target lives in Tennessee. Wine was subsequently arrested and charged with murder solicitation and using a computer to commit a crime, both felonies.
3: One dumb ain't enough in this house. You gotta bring home super dumb. But if you and Rollo going to be in the movie, I got the perfect name for it, Super Dummies.
4: Dummy
0: number three, dummy number 3 da-da-da-da, uh, three. When stealing from Walmart in broad daylight, it is best to work your way up the 65-inch Ultra TV uh, HD television. Uh, Florida Cop, Florida, of course. Florida cops are seeking to identify the woman who Sunday afternoon tried to push a shopping cart containing the massive TV out of the store in Mulberry, a town 40 miles east of Tampa. According to police, the suspect, accompanied by a female cohort, placed assorted electronics items into her cart before adding the 65-inch Philips TV, which sat precariously in her cart. When the woman bypassed the checkout lines and headed for the door, Walmart security stopped her and asked to see her receipt for the items in the cart. The woman could not produce evidence that she had paid for the merchandise. At this point, the woman's accomplice took the smaller items from the cart and placed them in her car. The duo then fled in the vehicle, leaving the $450 TV behind. The suspect's eventual apprehension seems likely, since her attempt to boost the TV was captured by Walmart surveillance cameras. (laughs)
3: Okay. There's something for you right here. Want it. dummies. <laughs> Won't be long before we'll hear the pitter patter of tiny dummies around the house.
0: <laughs> All right, Esmeralda, hang on, okay? Okay. All right, we got to take another break here. We got two more dummies to talk about, and then we vote on who's the biggest dummy as the Friday features continue here on 720 WGN. <laughs> DeGilio here on 720 WGN and our regular uh, features continue. And our lovely guest is Esmeralda. Uh, Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. Okay, we got two more dummies and then we vote, okay? Got it. (laughs) Alright. Dummy number four. Dummy number four. Dummy number four. A junior at the University of Georgia has been given a second chance after a meatball blunder caused her to fail a test. Sam Lee was taking an online exam for her economics class while eating a meatball sandwich. As Lee moved through the test, a meatball fell out of the sub roll and onto her keyboard, effectively exiting and ending the exam before she was finished. (laughs) Um, In the email... Which Lee posted a screenshot of on Twitter. Uh, the student tells her professor that a meatball that had tragically fallen onto my my keyboard while I was taking an exam. Uh, it hit the sort of escape button and closed the entire browser. She recently told BuzzFeed News. As panic set in, Lee started crafting an email that reportedly took her six hours to write to explain the messy situation. Six hours. In the email, which Lee posted a screenshot of on Twitter, the student tells her professor of a meatball that had tragically fallen onto his exam. Uh, this said meatball caused some malfunctions with my laptop and caused the test to submit itself. The email continues, according to a photo as the test result of the test results, the student received a thirty nine point seventeen percent on the meatball ended exam. The Lee concedes a falling meatball is no excuse for a failing grade on this exam. She asked her her professor if she could retake the test. Surprisingly enough, her professor responded and agreed to extend the test deadline until midnight that night for her to retake it. I would recommend you take the test either before or after dinner, the professor wrote in the email. (laughs) The tweet Lee shared of the July incident went viral, many sharing their own college follies. Though testing on an empty stomach doesn't usually recommend it, it is uh, safer to eat and exam separately.
3: I'll spell it for you. DUMY, period. <laughs>
4: dummy.
0: That's still my favorite cut. Dummy. Dummy number five. Dummy number five. Da-da. Five. A Fugitive fugitive of the Week, sought by the U.S. Marshal Service, was found sleeping on a porch in New Hampshire, authorities said. John Cathcart, 55, was sought on multiple arrest warrants issued from Belknap uh, County, Deputy U.S. Sheriff Marshal Jeffrey White said in a news release. The warrants included failing to appear on a charge of being fell in possession of a firearm and failing to appear on three outstanding narcotics charges. Cathart was in a segment Wednesday featured in local media and distributed to law enforcement officers nationwide. Authorities said interviews led them to a porch uh, in Locana where they found Cathart. He was arrested without incident. It wasn't immediately known if he had a lawyer who could speak on his behalf. Sleeping on a porch.
3: La-dee-dee, hey, la-dee-dum is dummy. Just yes, Donna and me.
0: Ah! all right it is time uh to vote all right uh tom will vote first i'll vote second and then esmeralda you're going to be our third vote okay got it all right let me give you the recap we got the uh, the guy who tried to fake his death, but there was a typo on the death certificate, misspelled registry. Uh, woman tried to hire a hitman online, got busted. Uh, we've got the uh, woman caught trying to steal a massive TV from Walmart. We've got the uh, girl who was eating a, a meatball sub, and the meatball fell out onto her keyboard <laughs> while she was taking the final exam. And we have the fugitive of the week found fugitive of the week found asleep on a porch. Good week. Solid week. Dumb dumb people. Alright. Who's gonna who's gonna get your vote for the dummiest? Hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give the runner up to uh Oh God, this is tough. Uh runner up I'll say the guy who tried to fake his own death. But had the typo. Had his, the typo because yeah. he got close, buddy. He got that close, yeah. faking your own death. Uh, meatball girl, what the hell? What is this? Oh yeah, yeah. What kind? Of, what kind of excuse is that? Oh yeah, meatball fell on my my laptop, so I need a. Uh, I need you to extend the deadline. Seriously. Well, she had photo proof. Okay, you can easily <laughs> stage a meatball mishap. It's you know, I'd like to see the Zapruder film of that meatball uh-huh. hitting the uh hitting the laptop. Please. So you're you're going with meatball girl. I'm going with meatball girl. That's stupid. Okay. All right. Um let's see. The uh hiring the hitman online is just ridiculous. Um the the um The fugitive of the Week found asleep on the porch. That's a good one. That's a good one. This guy's wanted and he's, they find him sleeping on a porch fugitive of the week. But I'm going to I you know what? Tom, I'm going to agree with you. I think uh Meatball Girl is, is the dummy is the biggest dummy. Esmeralda, what would you uh, vote on? You
9: know, I was enjoying uh what was what was the website that that lady typed in?
0: Uh, rent Hire a
9: hitman.com?
0: rent a hitman.com. Rentahitman.com. Oh, I'm
9: sorry, rent. Yeah.
0: yeah. Rent
9: that hit- one's pretty good, yeah. but yeah, I got to go with the Meatball lady. <laughs> I wanna know how big was this meatball that yeah. it could cause so much catastrophe.
0: Yeah. It was a, probably a very large meatball.
9: I'm, yeah, I'm assuming a comically large meatball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the size of somebody's head. <laughs> it just smashed your computer. Exactly. Tomato sauce everywhere. Didn't Children you, injured. You didn't even think about oh, the effect wow. you didn't even think about the effect that the tomato sauce had on the keyboard. Right? Yeah.
9: She's probably digging that out with a Q-tip for
0: weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. is. Uh, we're It's it's uh, it's unanimous. Meatball girl is the dummy of the week. All right. Okay, we've got time for a few of the uh, 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 co- context. Absolutely. All right, well, let's uh, try this one out for a for, for, for size. So
3: when I'm in your neighborhood, you better duck, because is crazy as F-bomb. As I- Context, context, context. Context, context. context. In. what's up? Tell them where you're from. Straight out, out of context context, context. context, context,
0: context, context. Yeah. Straight out of context. This is when you listen to this radio station 24 7. Whenever anybody says anything that you can pull out of context and it sounds a little dirty and it makes you giggle like a nine year old, you jot down the day, the time, who said it, and send it to Nick D. Show at Gmail com And then we play them back and laugh like five-year-olds. Okay. Tom, are we ready to begin? We are ready. All right. Uh, let's start with a little uh, entry from Waukegan. Jay, here is Uncle Dino.
8: Tomorrow morning I'll show it to you because really you can never <laughs> get enough of that eye candy. <laughs> is he playing
0: Billy Joel in yeah, the background? Yeah, a little
8: big shot. A little
0: big shot there. Uh, what was he talking about? Uh, he was talking about his interview with Jim Gaffigan. What, what's the significance of the Billy Joel? I do, I mean, because Jim Gaffigan is a big shot. Well, I think also, they just
9: enjoy Billy Joel.
0: Well, Dean looks like Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, that's the other. Th- oh, that's yeah. right. Remember when he, when he when he pretended to be Billy Joel? Do you remember that bit, Esmeralda? <laughs>
4: No, what? Oh, God, it's ridiculous.
0: He, he, he was driving around in a limo in Chicago. This was when Billy Joel was, I think he was going to play at Wrigley mm-hmm. or something. Oh,
9: okay.
0: And everybody thought he was Billy Joel. He was posing with pictures, and he was signing autographs and stuff. Yeah, his, wow. his bodyguard was Pat Tomasulo. Yeah, Pat Tomasulo was, oh, of, course, of course, of course, Pat Tomasulo was involved. Yeah. Of course. I'm amazed no one
9: recognized
0: Pat Tomasulo. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's a really funny bit. I think it's 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 been archived on the on the Channel Nine website, oh, right? That, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's so funny. Yeah, I'll is, have to look for it. Oh, it's he was, classic. Like, kissing babies. Oh, and it's, everything it was like just. That. It was classic. Oh. It was classic. So, all right, People all right. People are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, this one from Brian J. Here's Mary Vandeveld. Oh, Mary.
9: It's really hard,
0: Steve. <laughs> 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 she talking with Gravanich? <laughs> uh Talking to Bertrand. Bertrand oh, Bertrand. Bertrand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, talking about uh, a tongue twister. Oh. Irish <laughs> wristwatch. Irish, oh. Right? Irish. Irish.
9: Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch.
0: Wow. Yeah, you really got to over-enunciate. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. I have, have I mentioned how oh, I, uh, I miss Mary Vandevelde? I miss Mary Vandevelde, Esmeralda. <laughs> oh, I never get to see her anymore. She used to come in. I used to be until five, and she would come in at four thirty. Well, why don't you just stay there? I don't think so. <laughs> wow, must not miss her very much.
9: I know, right?
0: I do miss her. I do. She knows, but
9: not enough to stay an hour.
0: Now nah, I got to go to bed. Maybe Mary, Mary could come in early. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Mary, Mary, come in. Yeah, she at, would start she coming. Would love in, that. Start coming in at three thirty. Yeah, just, just, just two. Yeah, for giggles. All it's right. Not for work we got a couple more here before we uh, take a break. Sure thing. This one's from Ed. Here is uh, uh, a guest on the Matt Bubala show named Jimmy.
8: We were doing it all day.
0: Was he a guest or a caller? He was a guest. What was he talking about? Uh, His ice cream shop. Doing it all day. Doing it all day. (laughs) Doing it all day, baby. What is he doing all day? Making ice cream. Making ice cream all day? All day. And
9: giving it to people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that, now, see, that sentence, Esmeralda, that sentence could be pulled out of context, too.
4: I'll make sure it makes next week.
0: All right. All right. Uh, let's do uh, another one here. Another one here. Uh, this is another one from Brian. <laughs> Here's Uncle Dean. Jeez, Dean. Neil went down first. <laughs> 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 Whoa, man. Hey. What was he talking about? We hey, talk talking about Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, the moon landing. Well, we just had the anniversary of that. Yeah, 51. Yep. Yep. 51 years. 51 years. Yep, we just had that anniversary. It's the 20th, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right now, all right. let's do one more, and then we'll break. All right, one more, and then we break. Uh, this one is actually Matt Bubala, and not just a guest on his show. This is coming to us from Lake Geneva, Dan. Always good to start your morning off with a little... Big O. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. He was obviously talking about Orion, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. All right, Esmeralda, hang on. Okay. Uh, the regular features will continue. Esmeralda, Leon is here. Uh, 312-981-7200, and uh, we've got more uh, really immature straight out of context coming up on 720 WGN.
3: So when I'm in your neighborhood, you better duck, because Ice Cube is crazy as... F-bomb. F-bomb. Oh. Out of Context, Context, Context. Context, Context. What's up? Tell them where you're from. Straight Out of Context, 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 Context.
0: Yeah. Straight Out of Context. It continues, and we welcome Esmeralda Leon back. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. It's always great to have you on.
9: Oh, well, thank you. I love being
0: on. I'm glad. Okay, very cool. All right, uh, Straight Out of Context. uh, That's, again, where we... uh, you guys listen 24-7 to the station. Whenever anybody says anything that you can pull out of context, jot down the date, the time we send it, send it to nickdshow at gmail.com. We play them back every Friday morning. All right, Tom, let's continue. All right, this one from Wild Bill. Uh, this is you. Me? Yes, you. That's a big piece of yeah, meat, too. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the tomahawk steak. Tomahawk steak. That's oh. right how from, big how big is that steak oh it's 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 like 36 ounces whoo it's like a 36 ounce steak and that's, it's a, it's the the tomahawk steak is one of the specialties Esmeralda at Gibson's yeah we had someone on the uh, we had someone on who was like, yeah man I had the big tomahawk steak from Gibson's quite a meal yep quite a meal yeah you'll be fed well if you go to Gibson's there's Ooh, no cause yeah. qu- no question about it and it's good steak so <laughs> Esmeralda do you enjoy Gibson's?
9: I've never been.
0: Oh, it's good.
9: But I'm sure I would enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, you would. You would. It's a, the steaks are fantastic at that place. Ooh. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Next up from our old pal Doc, it's me. That's your favorite, Dick. <laughs> uh, uh, let me get, let me think if I can remember. Esmeralda. I think we were talking about we were talking about Bewitched. Yes. Because right. Dick York was the first Darren and then the second Darren was Dick Sargent. Yeah. Um So which is it? I like Dick York. I think Dick York is a better Darren than Dick Sargent. Tom likes Dick Sargent better. Uh
9: which which one's the the first one? Dick York. I I liked him, but he was a bit he was he seemed uh
0: meaner than the second guy. Oh no, no, the second one was meaner. Oh, it was the other way around? Oh, okay. yeah. Dick Sargent was well, much was much meaner. He was angry all the time. The first one was just wacky. Dick York was just wacky with his big ears. <laughs> well,
9: I'll go with
0: him then. Yeah, uh, Dick York. Is, like Dick, Dick York is a better Darren. I got to say. So that's what we were talking about. It was a very innocent conversation, Esmeralda. Sure. <laughs> sure. If you want to believe that. All right. <laughs> What do we got next, uh, Tom? All right. Next up, uh, let's see. This one's <laughs> – so this is uh, Rokon. It's coming to us from Brian. At the end of the winter, you hose it off and you just use it again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Well, hey, by the way, uh, Tom. Yeah. Is it possible for you to because Esmeralda's on? Is it possible for you to dig out the old? Oh boy! <laughs> okay. See, she's already laughing. She's already this laughing. Is so good. Okay, this is gonna take a second. <laughs> take your say, time. Say something. All right, say something. Yeah. Do, you, do your job, I, I, Esmeralda. I I just want you to hear it. I want you. To, do we have any? Did uh, Did Lou show up on this week's uh, out of context he at all? He did not. Oh, then you have to play it. Oh. It's kind of a shocker. We um, had—I'll tell you something, Esbrelde. We had a lot of Lou last week. It was a big week for Lou. Yeah, big Lou week on the on the old straight out of context. All right. I think I want to say this is it. All okay, right. yeah, this is it. Right, they put their fingers between their legs and they got nail polish on, right? And they're going ta ta tu ta ti. You really should
9: just have that on deck.
0: Uh, oh With no, probably, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, you actually, you actually. <laughs> Actually, separated just the the Yeah, that pretty- yeah, we can we can get that on the hot keys. I <laughs> okay. can't make that happen for you. <laughs> all right, what's next? Oh God, I don't even remember. Uh, I got another Ro con here. Okay, uh, he's going to have a good week this week. Uh, this one's coming to us from actually Carrie uh, sent in all of the next few of them. Oh, okay. Uh She did a very good job this week. Thank you, uh, Carrie. So uh this is from Roe.
8: With her you can do whatever you want
0: <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna I'm gonna play these without comment I'll tell you who it's at and I want you to figure because they're all from the same conversation but they have to be they had to be separated cause it's out of context uh, so just listen to them and I want you to tell me what they're talking about so this next one is another row from Carrie
2: what are you wearing other than that electrical cord
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Uh, another row here. You can actually integrate a um, a sexual device. What? <laughs> and then what? Wait, what? And then Kevin Powell from Carrie. Oh God! I mean, do you want a male voice in your bedroom row? <laughs> uh, right, what are they talking about? Ezra, you got to get, get um, guess. Theory. Siri or Alexa? They are. They are because they're talking about how people were falling in certain People are ca- ca- you know did love. you hear because of the you know because people are stuck inside they're starting to have men are starting to have crushes on Alexa and stuff?
9: What? Yeah. You know they could talk to real people uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> on the internet and all that now. Why yeah. do they what? Yeah, I don't know. I have not no explanation for it, but that was a news story this week. I'm not kidding. Yeah, big story So this it's
9: week. turning into like a her situation? Exactly. That's much.
0: exactly what it's turning into. Everybody's see, but, a, everybody's Joaquin Phoenix now, falling in love with Scarlett Johansson.
9: See, but Siri doesn't even have a personality.
0: Yeah. That's very rude of you, Esmeralda. What? She's, She's a, a nice a lady. a
6: dimensional person.
0: She certainly doesn't sound like Scarlett Johansson. She sounds jealous. A- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That movie, that movie, by the way, is beautiful. I, 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 love that movie, and I think. Oh, I
9: totally yeah. Oh I, I
0: God, was, I love that movie, and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic in it. We should get a smart speaker called an Esmeralda. <laughs> yeah, but all she does is talk about I love the eighties.
9: <laughs> hey, remember
0: the 80s? hey, remember the eighties, Goat Boy
9: TV show where people talked about the eighties.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's like goat. Remember Goat Boy? Yeah, I yeah. Goat Boy. Hey, remember the eighties? <laughs> <80s? laughs> Jim Brewer. Hey, Esmeralda. Uh, what's the temperature today? I don't know, but Scott Ian used to be on. I love the eighties. <laughs> Scott Ian
9: said this one time yeah. about the weather. <laughs> All right, what's Teddy next? Ruxpin.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's uh, uh, b- 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 from Fox Valley Mike. Here's uh, John Williams.
8: I ride it about once a week. Was he talking he, what?
0: You <laughs> talking about his bike? Uh talking he rides about it the, once a week. Talking about the CTA. The C Wait a minute. Oh, the CTA. Okay. Wait a minute. John Williams rides the CTA? About once a week. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah, just to he says just to see what's going on. He says Wait, I you want don't to believe him? He wants to give the he wants to give it kind of the dipstick test. I can't even on. picture John Williams on the CTA. Well, that's because he why, wears a why disguise. Do you, why know? He wears a disguise so no one can recognize him. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Yeah, all right. He wears a false mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Williams with a big mustache—that would be quite the look. And he never speaks because then yeah. otherwise it's over. You know they all. Oh yeah, no. They can always recognize. I mean, John you, know Williams Williams, you know the John Williams groupies. Yeah. There's a They're lot
6: right of from the CTA now.
0: Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. Last one here. Uh, actually, I've got a. Uh, Couple more here. This one's uh Ben Bradley. Oh. Ben Bradley from WGN T V and this is coming to us from Brian. For example, I have a, a husband and wife. What? He has a husband and a wife. Uh huh. What what show was he on? He was on Ro Show. He was on Roe Show. He shows up he, he pops in to talk with Ro. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what was the context there? I'm just talking about a news story. A news story. Yeah. He's got a husband and a wife. He's got a husband and a wife. Wow. How about kind of that? Like, How about that, Esmeralda?
9: Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like
0: a kind of like a Bill Paxton big love situation. Ah, got gotcha. you. There you go. All right. All right, last one. Last, last one? one here. Right. Uh, this is uh from Tim and it's Rokon. I'm paying
4: for her, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Once again talking about smart speakers. Uh-huh. Smart speakers. Uh-huh. And Boy, st- strong, weak for yeah. Roe. Oh, look at that. Yeah. What are you, Karnak? What's... What, what's? Sis-boom-ba. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one, Esmeralda? No. Sis-boom-ba? <laughs> the sound an exploding sheep makes? Yeah. What does an oh. exploding sheep make? What sound does an exploding sheep make? That's the answer to the question. Sis-boom-ba. <laughs> Oh, Karnak. You gotta love Karnak. Alright, um let's see. We're gonna move on here. Uh I'll play this little intro here. Ooh, ooh, what do
4: you do? No one else can dance like So what's all the fuck? There ain't nobody. Spies.
0: spies. Hey. Hey.
4: Someone took your blinds away. So what's all the fuck?
0: No spies, spies, spies. Like us. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Nick D. Show Spies. We do it every Friday. You listen all week long, 24 7 to this station. Whenever anybody mentions me or the show in any capacity, we want to know about it. You become a spy. You jot down the date, the time, who said it, and send it to Nick D. Show at gmail.com. All right, Tom. Um. All right, so uh, as, as I don't know if you know this, but the morning show is obsessed with Nick. Oh, yeah, they are. I didn't know that. I, I, I'm just realizing this now. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're totally obsessed with them. Uh-huh. It's really weird. It's uncomfortable. I think for everyone involved, including them, is the whole time just Nick related topic. Well, that that's the first hour.
8: The first okay. hour oh, okay. is they recap Because
0: when Bob comes in, he, you know, he listens when he comes in, and he always finds some very strange things that we talk about. Oh. So all of it. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So this one's coming to us from listener Tom. Thanks, yeah, Tom. thanks Tom. Uh, Tom. And here's Bob Surratt.
8: Somebody making popcorn around here. You know how that smell permeates
0: everything? I, I smell either that or uh, something's burning down here on the floor, but
8: I think it's popcorn. <laughs>
6: I had some yesterday,
8: but I, Not, I but still you had, smell like at, home, you, at home. At yeah, home, you had right. some. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I do. I didn't
0: until you just said that. Um, smell that?
6: Yeah. I think someone overnight had some. Blame it on Nick degilio
0: You know, it's like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Nick had some. The um... or Tom, his producer. No, I can tell you who it is. Esmeralda, do you know who it is? Who makes? Who remember someone whom would make popcorn? No. <laughs> well, uh, it's Adam. Oh, our, uh, our our overnight engineer. He makes popcorn. It's not me. And uh, I don't mind the smell. Quite frankly, I happen to love the smell of popcorn. But it's not me. I always get blamed for everything that happens. For the well, overnight. you're the yeah. face. You're the face of
9: overnight. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Uh, I always get blamed. Hey, man, I'm a walk of famer.
9: <laughs> you should, again. You should wait the uh, extra
0: hour or so, yeah. and say, "Look, I didn't make the popcorn. I didn't steal yep. Dave, and it's yogurt. I didn't do any and of that." Just, just burst in. All right, we have any more? No, that's it. That's it. All right, Esmeralda, hang on. Okay. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get fly. And if uh, we got some fly jams to play, it gets funky every Friday morning right around this time. 312 981 7200. When I grew up on the farm,
3: fly was something we sprayed to kill, and jam (laughs) was something we put on our breakfast
0: toast. Jam. Fly jam. Fly jams Friday. Oh, yeah.
3: This is Fly Jam Friday on your overnight radio with my man nick d on 720
0: wgm oh. ah. all right fly jams friday that's what it is uh every friday right around this time we get funky and uh dj luscious Hushes shows up and starts playing some fly jams esmeralda's with us hi Esmeralda. hello ready to get fly oh yeah all right we play great r&b and funky stuff to start your friday uh, let's say hello to Luscious Hushes.
6: Oh, yeah, Luscious Hushes, baby.
0: Yeah, there he is. <laughs> uh, do you remember how he got that nickname, Esmeralda? Because he's so luscious? From his volleyball team.
6: Oh, <laughs> that makes complete sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything else about Tom, it makes complete sense. All right, uh, all right, luscious, hushes. What, 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 the hell? Was that a record scratch? What, 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 <laughs> exactly. the, what the hell? Yeah, uh, we got a little, <laughs> little request here from our friend Glenn. Yeah, it's Karen White, walking the dog.
4: To be my
5: girl's
0: best Just dog to be what's what's wrong dog, tom but he's my dog. tom's losing it for some reason esmeralda in a good way he's laughing his ass off what 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 what, what is going on in there uh, this is a song about a woman walking her dog man no, she's tr- she's treating her man like a dog. Nah, I think she's yeah. just walking the dog. No, she's treating her man like a dog. <laughs> or alternative. I was it though. I, she's she's just taking a dog for the walk, you know. <laughs> Do, did you listen to the lyrics at all? Yeah, she says I I'm, I'm walking the dog. I'm he's, he's Yeah, my but did best you hear did, did you hear the setup? <laughs> she's t- she's treating a man. She's treating her man like a dog. As Marela, I, you you understood <laughs> that, right?
9: I didn't hear that setup, but I understood that because men are dogs. <laughs> it's
0: just a known I fact. I think, I don't understand. This is a really a complicated metaphor. Is uh, if this is, is what is, that is? Is, really. is V in the room with you now while you say that? No, but uh, <laughs> it's a known fact. <laughs> it's a scientific fact. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So, did you know that song, Esmeralda? No, but I dug it. Yeah, I didn't know. I I don't know that one either. Uh, but I but it was it was good and it's clearly from the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it had that distinctive eighties sound to it.
9: It sounded a, a a little Janet Jackson knockoff.
0: It did. Yes, it did. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but I right.
9: enjoyed it. But I yeah. enjoyed it. All right, cool.
0: This is a nice song about a girl walking her dog. Oh yeah. my god, dog,
9: <laughs> Yeah, get That's my schnauzer. Leash. schnauzer.
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah it, I bet it's a, schna- a schnauzer. A schnauzer. You
9: know, it's simpler times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When songs
5: were literally about what they were about.
0: All right. What's next? All right. Next, it's The Whispers and The Beat Goes On. Coming to us from our good pal, Mike in Louisville. I think that was a first-timer. I think that was the first time we played that one. I know that song, too. Ah. Famously sampled for Will Smith's Miami. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know.
9: Yeah, who's going to
6: who's gonna request that song, please?
0: The Miami by Will Smith?
6: <laughs>
9: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bienvenido a
0: Miami. I don't even know that
6: song. Welcome to Miami. My- yes,
9: you do.
0: <laughs> I just, I don't know. He's got this you irrational hatred of. Uh... I do not like Will Smith. Like, I mean, like none, none all. of us
9: really like Will Smith.
0: <laughs> hey man,
9: speak <laughs> but for yourself. those songs are catchy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's rude.
9: What? Oh, you you do you have all his record.
5: his records?
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I got every. I got. I got. Well, I got Big th- Willie this... style. I got Willennium.
9: I mean, it is
0: the millennium. It is the Willennium. Esmeralda, listen, he likes Independence Day. So there you go. Me and millions of other Americans. It's a terrible movie. That's not the point. It's terrible. He punches an alien in the face (laughs) and and says, welcome "Welcome to to planet Earth. No, just welcome Welcome to to Earth. Earth. I don't know. Get it right. (laughs) I've only seen it once because it's a piece of crap. They blow up the Empire State. I don't care. They crazy. blow up everything that idiot director. He blows I like Men in Black. Men in Black rules, man. I like Men in Black. I, the first one. We, let's, we should get to some fudge. Yeah, all right, let's go. <laughs> all right, this is from Nick's dad. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. Denise LaSalle. Don't mess with my toot toot. Yes. Don't mess with my toot toot. Don't mess with
4: my toot toot. I know you have another woman. So don't mess with my toot. When I was born in my bus suit, the doctor's slept with He said, you're going to be special, you sweet little tutu. So you can look at much, but if you much touch, you're going to have yourself a case. I'm going to break your
9: face.
0: Yeah. So don't mess with my tutu. Oh, uh, my God. My dad loves that song. And there I- are
9: have heard that song it's cover uh, the there's a a group in spanish that does a cover of that
0: is that right and that's how i've heard it is that right you know who else does a cover of it uh john Fogarty from credence what <laughs> i'm not i'm not kidding he does, he does a cover of it too
9: They yeah they do it in spanish i was yeah cuz i heard i was like why is this so familiar what
0: no they did a spanish version of toot toot yeah, well, I think my dad's gonna have to look that one up on the internet. Yeah, he seems to have a proclivity for songs about like infidelity. He thinks they're yeah, hilarious. Yeah,
9: they don't. I don't <laughs> think they call it toot toot. Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's that song. Okay, it's definitely that song. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's next? All right. Probably got time for one more here. Uh, this is a little mini Ripperton. Oh, Minnie Ripperton. That's Maya Rudolph's mom. Exactly. One of the greatest voices of all time. Beautiful. This one's coming to us from Mark L. and it's reasons. <laughs> Yeah. What an incredible voice she had. Incredible voice. And uh yeah. Hey Esmeralda, it was a real treat to have you on. We'll get you on again soon, okay? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for as, having and me. And as soon as all this nonsense is over, we'll get you in studio, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. take care. Best of V as well.
9: Yeah, thank you okay. so much. You yeah. too.
0: Okay. Esmeralda Leon, she's awesome. All right, uh we're going to break here. The early morning news is coming up.